All right, lead heads, welcome back to another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 294. And if you guys didn't get the opportunity, make sure you go back to the last episode, 293. It was another interview-packed episode. We had none other than the governor of Idaho. We had Brad Little on. We had Zenith Firearms. We had VK Integrated Systems talking about their smart butt stocks, uh, which we like to call them the smart ass. <laughs> we had Walk the Talk America, Mike Sodini, and his friend uh, Mike from Alpha Guardian Safes talking about uh, some new innovative safes that they are developing. And then we had a awesome new nonprofit that we're going to be getting behind here in the Tennessee area. It's called Hero Hunt. So make sure you guys go back to 293, check out that episode. This episode is no different. We're going to have lots and lots of good interviews, good good topics, good information. And to help me roll this episode in, we're bringing in the famous. You know him, you love him, you've heard about him. Big John McCarthy, ladies and gentlemen, from MMA. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different Big John McCarthy. I'm sorry, it's Jeremiah McCarthy with uh, also, FMG Publications. Also known as Big John McCarthy. Also known as, because he is big, and uh, I guess is John short for Jeremiah? John is my middle name. So uh, welcome in. This is your first time. Thanks for having me. You are, you are a new guy, new guy, new guy. So as you leadheads know, whenever we have a new guy, we're, we're going to hit him with the new guy questions, but we're going to do that a little bit later on in the episode. So real quick, uh, Big John, introduce yourself to the Leadhead Brigade. Yes, I'm uh, Jeremiah McCarthy. I'm a full-time National Guardsman and part-time freelance gun writer. And a very good one at that. Thank you very much. And the reason that I have Big John on is because the topic that I want to talk about today, and we're going to get into that a little bit later, but first, we want you guys to go and show some love to those who make this show possible. Make it possible and free for you guys every episode, every week, sometimes twice a week. Companies like Right On Optics, the official optics of Talking Lead, guys go to www rightonoptics.com and that's r-i-t-o-n so don't don't get it jacked up with r-i-g-h-t it's r-i-t-o-n check out their awesome line of scopes red dots and they've even got some binoculars there so you guys heard me talk about the big uh world record breaking shot that charlie melton is going to be doing this month it has been confirmed talking lead will be there so we are going to Utah, Big John, to, All right. to cover Charlie's, uh, we're hoping he's going to break it 7,000 yards or further if he decides he wants to do it, um, rifle shot. So, uh, yes, that is going to be next week, but never fear, I'm going to hit you guys with another episode. It's not going not gonna to put you guys through another week without an episode of Talking Lead. Uh, but we're going to be getting some great content that's up in, like I said, Utah, uh, flying into Salt Lake City. And some of you may or may not know, but that's also the home of our good buddies, Paul and Jared Markle with Student of the Gun. 
So I'm going to get to spend some time with our buddies out there, Student of the Gun. And they have since introduced me to uh, another gentleman. And you may know who I'm getting ready to say. His name, uh, Jeremiah, his name is Jeff Kirkham. You familiar with Jeff Kirkham? I'm not. You familiar with the Ready Man Tourniquet? The Rats uh, Tourniquet? Ab- absolutely. I actually have one of those. Okay, so he is the inventor of the Rats Tourniquet. So we're going to get an opportunity to talk with Jeff. Uh, and he's also a silent owner, partner in Black Rifle Coffee. So, And he's got s- several other things that he's doing, lots and lots of g- cool things that he's doing. So I get an opportunity to spend some time with those guys as well while I'm um, in Utah. I'm going to make the most of my trip next week. So I'm excited about it. I'm really looking forward to it. It's one of those things that just kind of fell together at the last minute. And I'm scrambling to get all the flights and you know all my stuff together to, to make that trip. But it's going to be awesome stuff, guys. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. And, of course, uh, Charlie shoots and uses Rhydon Optics. I don't know which one he's going to use for this shot, uh, but I know that we're going to be doing several other um, rifle shots out there. Brad Stair, the, uh, I guess he's the inventor or creator of the Tejas round. You familiar with that one? So, You're killing me. I'm, I'm failing. That's okay. It's okay, man. So you know what a Shytac is? The, yes. The Shytac round. So it's a modified Shytac that he's developed. And he's done, you know, the rounds. He's done the rifles and all that. And that's what Charlie's going to be using to, to shoot. I think he's going to use a four sixteen. But Brad has developed a twenty two Tejas all the way up to a fifty BMG, and we're going to be shooting all those. They're going to have a TV uh, crew out there. They're going to be filming all this. It's going to be uh, really cool. Hopefully, I'll have a signal so I can do some live broadcast while I'm out there too. So you guys uh, be checking the Instagram, the Facebooks for those those live feeds from Utah. Modern Spartan Systems. Uh, also, Charlie's been using Modern Spartan Systems. You know, I've been using them for over uh, six years now. For all your gun cleaning, lubrication needs, Modern Spartan Systems. Check them out at modernspartansystems.com. And, of course, uh, making this trip possible. And, may, and he also made the targets for this shot. It's our good buddy, Bud Sanson, over at X-Steel Targets. X-Steel Targets. The best, most affordable AR-500 steel targets on the market today, Big John. And you shot those at Big 3 East. He's now the official target supplier for Big 3 East as well. Yes, sir. So you got a chance to put some some lead on his AR-500 steel targets down out there. Did you shoot the, um, the Texas Star? I did. I did. That was a good time, man. I enjoyed doing that. Yep. And as far as as far as Bud and his targets, I mean, if you look at the designs, he's using lasers to cut them, and uh, he's not using welds. Everything's bolted together. And at the price that you can purchase them, um, it's ridiculous. They're on point. They're on point. Let me tell you something else. that's on point uh, with him and his targets and his prices. They are running a deal right now. 20% off everything, all their targets, 25%. So you go to their website, you use the code SPRING19, and you're going to get an additional 25% off. And, oh, by the way, uh, if you're already a customer, leave a positive review on their Facebook page, 
and they're going to send you a 35% off everything coupon code. Wow. So, I mean, they're already like the best, most affordable AR500 steel targets on the market, and they're making them even better by lowering the price. So, now is the time to load up on your AR500 steel targets. I just wrote that down. <laughs> I saw you right. I saw you grab your pen. So, <laughs> I think we could probably hook you up uh, with some targets there, Big John. Sweet. Like to shoot. Uh, don't we all? I mean, this, this is a show called Talking Lead, and you would think that we like to shoot. And you think I'd have so. people on that <laughs> like to shoot. I don't think I've, I've had anybody on here that didn't like to shoot. I don't know. You ladies are going to have to let me know if we ever had anybody on here that really wasn't a shooter. We've had musicians on. We've had athletes on. We've had, oh my gosh, we've had people from all walks of life on this show. So there you go, guys. Uh, take advantage of those deals, those specials. And then go and support also Caltech, Caltech Weapons, the makers of the awesome bullpup design. They've got the KSG shotgun. They got the new KS7, uh, 12 gauge shotgun, bullpup. They got the RDB, the RFB. I don't know if you can see back here behind me or not, Big John, but uh, I did a project lately. Uh, our good buddies at Palmetto State Armory hooked me up with some uh, uh, some things that I needed for some projects that I was working on. The PLR 16. You see it back there? I sure do. Do you recognize it? Yeah, I bet you didn't recognize it at first, did you? I didn't. So I, I turned it into a, uh, it's not SBR, it's a pistol brace. So I got a pistol brace on it. And then I've got the Midwest Industries handguard. It's a railed metal, lightweight handguard. Uh, and it really turned it into you know, a really cool look for one. It's got that next level coolness look to it. But I mean, it's a fun gun to shoot. I don't know if you ever shot one or not, but. Uh, shooting that uh, 5.56, 223 out of that, uh, it's really enjoyable. And then I've got this new muzzle brake, which I can't even tell you where I got that muzzle brake. I think I won it at an uh, IREC veteran range day or something like that. I'll have to look and see who it's from, but it really disperses the gases out the front because it is a short, you know, it's a short barrel. I don't know what the length is on it, but anyway. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you guys go and support those that support this show. Bringing it to you free every episode, no charge to you, and we actually pay you. I mean, we give you stuff all the time on this show. Pioneer Arms Corps, sponsors of our AK Corner, giving away 12 AK-47s during our series. We've got, what, episode 10 coming up, 11, 12, so three more to give away. I think you were, were you there when we did the episode at Big 3? I was walking past, back and forth. Okay. I, was, I, listened, I listened in on some of it. So we did episode 10 at, at the Big 3 East, and, and Big John was at Big 3 East, if you hadn't picked up on that by now. Um, got a big announcement to make during that episode. So stay tuned for that. And we're giving away one of those PPS-43s. Instead of an AK-47, we're giving away a PPS-43. So just lots and lots of cool stuff coming up. Our sponsors are taking care of you, Leadheads. So go take care of them so they'll continue to bring this podcast to you, bring these deals to you week after week after week. Do you think you think I've I begged enough there? <laughs> Is that it, enough didn't begging? Like, it, it didn't sound like begging at all. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I got to give a big shout out to Royal Range USA. As you guys were watching our social media uh, this week, I did take the class. You know, we had the Talking Lead hosted Rob Pincus class at the Royal Range here in Nashville. And it was a huge success. I think we had nine, something like nine students uh, that came. And uh, we even had a dude from Canada come. 
we had a, uh, I think he was a firearms trainer up there. Um, not really sure who he was training. He was kind of a secret squirrel kind of guy, but really, really nice guy. But we had people from local here. We had Leadhead all the way from South Carolina that came in. So Pew Pew RN, thank you for coming out. And he actually went home with one of those, um, the hollow sites, the hollow sun. What are those RM? Do you know what those are called? I don't even know what they're called. But it's your, your pistol red dot that goes on your pistol. He won one of those. We had a little cool shooting competition. Rob brought some cool guns out, and uh, we were doing some fun stuff in between our breaks. And that's the kind of fun stuff you get by taking a Talking Lead-hosted uh, firearms training class. We make it fun, but you actually get legucated because that's our goal, Big John, is to legucate the uneducated. <laughs> Education is a great and wonderful thing. It is. It is. When done right, it is. And uh, you you can rest assured that the people that we're bringing you are bringing you the proper information. So go check out Royal Range USA. Big thanks to Rob Pincus. Go check him out. His Instagram, his Facebook. He's done some posts there. He's going to be traveling around the rest of the United States. You can catch a class near you. The next Talking Lead sponsored uh, or hosted class is going to be in Pala, California. And that's coming up. In as I'm typing up, I just go to uh, intuitiveshooting.com forward slash calendar. You can see all the classes they've got um, carbine classes, they've got uh, defensive tactics, home defense tactics, all kinds of different classes that they offer. But the one in Pala, California, it's going to be the Intuitive Defensive Shooting, July 17th and 18th. So you guys can go sign up for that. And if you are a leadhead, make sure that you let them know that you are a leadhead so that they can get you that discount. There's not a code set up or anything like that, but I think there's a note section. So you let them know and uh, they're going to give you uh, a nice little discount. So I don't know if I'm going to be attending that one or not. I'm going to try my best, but got a lot of stuff coming up in July. So yeah, go, go show some love to, to all our sponsors, all the friends of the show. And uh, they'll love you back, man. So, Jeremiah, before we get into the topic that I want to get into, we've got a train load of jack wagons to take care of this week. So, Gunny, bring that train in. Hey, Ralph, simplified, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. Okay, so the train has stationed... And you lead heads have, like I said last episode, you you filled my inbox with jack wagons. So we're going to go through here and we're going to take care of some of these jack wagons real quick. I think probably the one that's on my mind the most is, you know, we kind of talked about the California, um, the judge that ruled that their magazine ban was unconstitutional. I think we kind of mentioned that a little bit last episode. I want to get your take on that. Get a get an outside opinion on that one. California magazine ban? Yeah. You do you think it's one, I mean, you think they were right in in overturning it and his, did you did you read any of his logic behind it and we we speed read it. Yeah, I kind of I mean it was 86 freaking pages. I mean, I I sped read it, went through it, but the 
what I what really impressed me was the language that he was using with these these people to to demonstrate his uh, disapproval, I guess, of their reasoning behind banning the the magazine, the thirty round magazine. I mean, he was scathing, really, in uh, in his uh, uh, what do you in his delivery. I mean, it was it was great. Yeah, uh, well written for sure. I could probably learn a few things um, if I read it a little bit more detail. <laughs> yeah, so I can only hope at this point that it holds water when it gets to the Ninth Circuit. Well, they've they've gone ahead and I think they have they put a stay on it. Um, our good buddy over at Mission First Tactical, David, uh, who sent me, you know, you guys know I redid my 300 blackout, sent me some furniture and some magazines, which, oh, by the way, if you haven't tried their magazines yet, Big John, their new, uh, 223556, they work great. I haven't, I haven't, um, work. big fan of their, their minimalist stock though. Yeah. I got one of those, put it, I'll show it to you here in a second. I even did the little weave on it that, that they, that they do. But they work great with 300 blackout rounds. You know, some of some magazines are a little touchy with the 300 blackout. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know what they've done, but there's, I mean, it. it's like a perfect fit for the 300 blackout. But anyway, you know, I touched base with him because when that all came out, I was like teasing him about how he needs to double production on their magazines or triple uh, production. It lasted for about two days. <laughs> and then that uh, that stay was issued. And they're not able to to sell to California until it's a, a final ruling on this. So uh, you guys get behind our brothers and sisters in California. And, uh, you know, I mean, we don't really have a say in what happens in California. But the more pressure that you get from all angles is better, right? What exactly is a stay? Do you know what a stay is? It just means that, okay, it's it's good. I mean, he's made this ruling. But until it can be like verified, it's not gonna go into effect. So, okay. so it was in it was in actual effect for like two days, and then they got a uh, an order that said, "Okay, you're not overturning it until it's reviewed." You know, it's, it's so they appealed it. They have the right to appeal. So as it goes through the appeal process, um, the original law stays in place. But those two days that were open there, all that's legal. <laughs> oh yes, the the internet uh, almost broke on that one. Oh, I'm sure it did. And I was asking him how his sales went. I was actually going to go and look and see if like everybody sold out, but uh, I hadn't had a chance to go through look at Palmetto State or uh, Mission First. But anyway, hopefully that will you know that'll stand up and. But you guys got to get in touch with your 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 local representatives, uh, your politicians there, and let them know that you want that overturn to to stay in place. So I yeah, I wanted I wanted to mention that there's a little update on that, uh, and then now let's go to our inbox, our Jack Wagon inbox, and this one comes from Leadhead Jason Edgar, and Jason is throwing Cory Booker. On the Jack Wagon train. He is a presidential hopeful. He's running for uh, on the ticket of the Democratic Party for the next uh, election, presidential election. So the reason that Cor or Jason is throwing him on, it says, Cory Booker introduces Senate bill on slavery reparations. The senator from New Jersey said Monday that this bill is a way of addressing head-on 
the persistence of racism, white supremacy, and implicit racial bias in our country. It will bring together the best minds to study the issues and propose solutions that will finally begin to right the economic scales of past harms and make sure we are a country where all dignity and humanity is affirmed, whatever that means. Um, Jason goes on to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it the Democratic Party that was for slavery back in the day? Question mark. That's a little sarcasm there. Maybe we should come up with a bill to address that wrongdoing. Maybe the Democratic Party should fund the reparations. Hey, Corey, just another way to divide our great nation. So he sends a link here. This is Fox News. So Fox has this. You guys want to go uh, on this. So basically, Senator Cory Booker on Monday introduced a bill that would study the possibility of reparations for descendants of slaves, embracing a push that recently has caught the interest of fellow 2020 Democratic presidential candidates. The measure is a Senate companion to a bill introduced to the House representatives in January by Sheila Jackson of Texas, which is passed into law, which if passed into law would set up a commission to study the impact of slavery and continued discrimination against black Americans and make recommendations on reparation proposals. And when they're saying reparation, they're, they're talking about pain. They're talking about taxpayers pain. This is not, you know, coming from Bloomberg's personal funds or, you know, any of those guys. But they're going to pay the descendants of slaves some monetary amount, however they come up with it. The legislation was first introduced 30 years ago by uh, then-Republican John Conyers of Michigan. Since slavery in this country, we have had overt policies fueled by white supremacy and racism that has oppressed African Americans economically for generations, Booker added. Many of our bedrock Democrats Uh, Domestic policies that have ushered millions of Americans into the middle class have systematically excluded blacks through practices like GI Bill discrimination and redlining. So, um, it sounds to me like they're trying to buy votes. (laughs) I mean, just plain and simple, it sounds to me like he's just trying to buy votes here. Uh, I mean, nobody is arguing the fact that you know slavery is bad i mean that shouldn't even be an issue these days um i would have to read more about this policy to see what he's proposing but um I, it just doesn't make sense to me he's cory booker man he's spartacus <laughs> with with your shield or on it right <laughs> so when you say that, you go into a little more detail because I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, uh, when they're looking to appoint Brett Kavanaugh as a Supreme Court justice, Cory Booker, uh, with his microphone, is 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 talking to the cameras on how he's waited his entire life for an "I am Spartacus" moment, and that this time was it, and he was going to break Senate rules. By divulging some information, you know, to the world. Right. <laughs> Little did he know that that information um, had already been released. Or did he know that it had already been released? He, I, think he, sli- I think he damn well knew it had already been released. And that's why he did that. Because he knew there was not going to be any 
repercussions for him from from his actions. This is also true. Yeah, that, that is very true. I guarantee you, <laughs> it's all staged. Yeah, it's just like this proposal that he's proposing here. It's just it's just a way to buy votes. So, I just googled him. He's been a politician since two thousand six and a senator since two thousand and thirteen. And uh, now he's running for president, and he wants to study the possibility of reparations. Does it say his net worth on there? I'm sure I could find it. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's a millionaire. I, I bet it's not a low number. No, I'm I'm sure he's a millionaire. All right, so I mean, I can I can agree with your jack wagon pick there. I mean, I obviously maybe he's against guns and he's wanting to do gun control and all that. So I mean, that alone, uh, he's a jack wagon. So. Welcome to the Jack Wagon Train, Corey Booker. All right, so let's do this one. So this one comes to us from... So this is Jason Edgar. Oh, didn't Jason just send us that one? Wasn't that Jason Edgar? Corey, yeah, Jason Edgar. So Jason Edgar's got two. So I think I'm going to make Jason Edgar like my sergeant of arms of, of Jack Wagons because uh, he's got several here that he sent in. So he's on it, man. Uh, do it. Yeah, you're going to be my Jason Edgar. You're the Leadhead Brigade Sergeant of Arms. There you go. Just made it official. Uh, So this is a new Hanover man was arrested on animal cruelty charges after he allegedly failed to provide fresh water and food to his pet fish. (laughs) So uh, here's the link. And uh, this is on WECT6 News. Man accused of abandoning fish faces animal cruelty charges. Michael Ray Henson, 53, was taken into custody on Wednesday and charged with three counts of misdemeanor cruelty to animals. This is the fish, by the way. And one count of abandonment of an animal. He was given a $4,000 unsecured bond and later released from jail. Lieutenant Jerry Brewer, spokesperson for the new Hanover County Sheriff's Office, said Henson was evicted from his home. Okay, so he's evicted. When you get evicted, you don't have access to get back on premises. Um... On two, wherever it was, it gave the address. Um, deputies with the agency civil unit went to the home the following Monday and noticed that Henson left behind an Oscar fish that was in poor health and swimming in a dirty tank. Well, he was evicted. If you're evicted, don't they lock you out and you can't have access? So you may not know this about me, but I do real estate on the side now. <laughs> Used to be my main thing, but I do it on the side now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I helped uh, some property managers and stuff, and we had to evict people. And uh, from time to time, I mean, you give them notice, and you know, you don't pay, blah blah blah. You're going to be evicted. Nine times out of ten, people grab their shit and they go, and you know, they're out. Maybe that's what this guy did. But if if they don't, then we go and we have. Uh, the sheriff or whatever, they come and padlock the door, you know. So I don't know what the case is here with this guy. You know, did he have an opportunity to get his fish out? Didn't he have an opportunity to get his fish out? Anyway, um, where am I at with this? 
So he left behind an Oscar fish that was in poor health and swimming in a dirty tank. Um, Ethan Lane with the fish room where the fish is being nursed back to health said an Oscar fish is about 40 to $50 to purchase, uh, which is ridiculous for a fish. Holy crap. <laughs> My God. I mean, you can go eat one for cheaper than that. <laughs> you can go to Long John Silver and have a good, like, five-piece fish meal for, what, 10 bucks? Right. <laughs> Get some of that malt vinegar on there. That's good stuff. Um, but they can grow up to 16 inches long. They are great pets. This is a quote. We call them wet pets. Is a fish okay. really a pet? That's a good question. Or is it? I don't know. They are very trainable. <laughs> How do you train a fish? They have huge personalities. Some of them can be aggressive, Lane explained. So a fish is trainable. The only and, and they're not fish. A dolphin's a mammal. It's not a fish. That's the only thing I know that's trainable. Um, have you ever seen a bass? Anybody train a bass? You're, <laughs> you're, you ever seen anybody train a guppy? You can't train a fish. What the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> they, and they have huge personalities. How can a fish have a personality? A cat has a personality. A dog has a personality. A fish does not have a personality. Oh yeah. my gosh! So, so they're trying so to make. Th- Go ahead. Go no, ahead. so I was just I was just thinking, and um, yeah, it is a fish. Um, he just got evicted out of his apartment, and I'm certain that his fish uh, could very easily be the last thing on his mind. Um, Right? Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, someone who's getting evicted probably isn't the most I mean, they had to, they had to track this guy down. Think of all the taxpayers' money that they wasted having to track this guy down, arrest him, process him, put him in jail, house him, feed him, whatever they had to do. And then now he's got to go through the court process, which I'm sure is going to be paid for by taxpayers' dollars. Over a fucking $50 fish at most. Because yeah, he forgot his fish. Because, or he just wasn't allowed access to get his fish. I mean, I mean, uh, we yes, don't know. Yes. Don't know. Um, so it says, when deputy seized the fish, it appeared to be malnutritioned and suffering from hole in the head disease, which is caused by poor water quality and lack of food. I think we got a Which lot he was United evicted States. from his property. He had no access to it. Oh, my gosh. So, if anything, a landlord should be sued for this. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, you got... I'm not going to read any more. I mean, this is, you can see how ridiculous this is. Um, and I'm not throwing this guy on the jack wagon train. I mean, he may be a douchebag. He may be a royal douchebag, this Michael Ray Henson guy. I, I don't know. But um, the fact that uh, the police department is getting involved with this and wasting. Uh, where is this at? New Hanover County. I don't. Uh, where? Uh, North Carolina. I guess that's in North Carolina. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. We, we have a lot of Americans with hole in the head disease. <laughs> no doubt. Corey Corey Booker. 
Uh, it says hole in the head disease or hole in the head is somewhat common in Oscar fish, so it's a common thing anyway. Oh my gosh! All right, so yeah, that's a good jack wagon, but I'm not throwing dude on that. I don't know who you're meaning for the jack wagon train, um, Jason, but it ain't this guy. It's the it, it, it's the freaking police for, for doing all this. All right, so now let's go. Here's a here's a good one. It kind of ties into to last week's or last episode's jack wagon. So if you guys haven't listened, go back listen. But there were a couple of jack wagons last episode. Uh, these guys were shooting each other with twenty two caliber rifle, uh, wearing a bulletproof vest. And this one kind of ties into that because I. I kind of got into, well, what's illegal about that if they're both consenting to it? You know, is there anything illegal about that that you know of? That's a good question. I'm not a law enforcement officer, but I've, I've seen, I guess, similar things. Yeah. Like, they're not the first people that have tried that stunt. Well, there um, was this one dude and chick that were um, social media people, and uh, they yeah. got a Desert Eagle 50 cal. Yeah, the, and the the girl killed the dude because he was holding a phone book. It was like a yeah. like one of those big thick like New York phone books or something. Yeah, and they thought that sign. would they thought that would stop the fifty cal. They didn't even test yeah. it first. They didn't put it like on a tree and <laughs> and shoot it. They just like wow, that's gonna stop. No way a bullet can get through that. <laughs> and, and he's dead. Womp womp womp. So anyway, this one comes to us from. Kenneth McGee, Kenneth H. McGee, and this is this kind of this is home. This is like local here in Nashville. So this is my backyard. Nashville man facing charges for shooting man with pellet gun. <laughs> so Nashville, Tennessee, a Nashville man was charged with aggravated assault Wednesday evening after he allegedly shot a man in the forehead with a pellet gun. Police say 53-year-old Lee Kimball of North Carolina was on a Lyle Avenue sidewalk when he was hit in the forehead. Kimball was treated at Vanderbilt. Police say the pellet was still in his forehead when he got to the hospital. Officers found a target pinned to a tree close to where Kimball was hit. An apartment on 20th Avenue South was lined up with the target. So they use like forensics on this man. They use like bullet trajectory and everything to to nail this dude. The man who who lives in that apartment had defied as thirty eight year old James Wheeler told police that he was testing a new scope on his pellet rifle. Wheeler was charged with aggravated assault and his bond was set at seven thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, that just happened. <laughs> That happened here in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, you can go to news4wsmv.com, news4, uh, if you want to read more on that. But there you go. I mean, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> if you set your target up, hit your target. Apparently his scope was out. It was a new scope. You know, I'll give him that one. He was sighting it in. Dude just happened to be in the way. Yeah, we got those basic rules of firearm safety. They're there for a reason. So we got Kenneth, we got Jason Edgar. Uh, here's another. Kenneth sent another one. He sent a link. And this is just a link, and they're on the jack wagon train. It's moms demand action. 
and he sent me a link to Mom's Demand Action Tennessee. So I guess he's just uh, making me aware that they're in Tennessee, which I I, I knew they were here. Uh, let's see their latest. Let's just read their latest post, Mom's Demand Action Tennessee, April 5th at 4.45 p.m. Tennessee Mom's Demand Action is making the calls. Sitting in legislative hearings and battling the gun lobby every step of the way on dangerous gun bills in Tennessee. Bills like K-12 teachers gutting our permit system and overstepping a business owner's right to post a no-firearm sign. We won't win every battle, but you can expect us to do everything we can to keep our families and communities safe. Your involvement is critical to our success in creating an America free from everyday gun violence. Please consider contribution to our fundraiser page and sharing it with family and friends. We can end gun violence. Donate here. <laughs> oh, and unicorns and leprechauns and yeah, yeah, they live in a fantasy world. Donate here. But overstepping a business owner's right to post, we have no problem with business owners, and if they want to post a no firearm sign, they can do that. They have the they have the right to do. I have no problem with that whatsoever. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ignore it because <laughs> that's my right. And if they want to ask me to leave, guess what? I'll leave, and they won't ever get my business again. But they're not ever going to know I'm carrying unless a bad guy comes in there and starts shooting up their their money sources, their money cows, <laughs> you know, which they can't live without. And uh, then they're going to thank me, and then they're going to change their policy. So there you go. Amen. And it's not illegal to carry your firearm in a no-firearm you know, business. If they have a sign that says no firearms and you carry your firearm in there, don't open carry it. Don't be a douche. Conceal carry it. If it's legal in your state, in Tennessee it's legal. Okay? And you can do that. Just don't let them know you're carrying. It's just, it's that simple. And then when you, when you need to save the day and hopefully you've taken the proper training and you know, and you know how when the situation arises to use your firearm, then you'll be a hero, and then they'll change their policy. So I don't know. I don't know what your your man. I don't know if mom's a man. They're jack wagons. We know that. Yeah. Um, I think he's just making me aware that they're in Tennessee, and I knew that. So, so thank you for sending that, buddy. Appreciate it. So that brings us to uh, a suggestion that we had last week, which was uh, Jeffrey Haddix and Jeffrey. Yeah. So Jeffrey Haddix, and you guys can go back to last episode. Uh, but basically, he wanted to honor Judge Roger T. Bennett, which was the uh, uh, U.S. District Court judge that ruled California's ban on high-capacity magazines unconstitutional uh, as an opposite of a jack wagon. So since then, I've asked you guys, all right, let's do that. Let's start honoring people who do the good fight, fight the good fight. And... Um, We'll we'll honor Judge Roger T. Bennett's, even though his judgment is in stay and it may not uh, hold up. At least you know he made the effort, and uh, he he kind of hopefully started this this trend. But we asked for some names for that 
for you from you guys. And um, I got a couple of you sent some stuff in. I want to hear more. I want to hear more from you leadheads on how how we go about doing this. I want to hear nominations for it, just like we do the jack wagons. Um, but what are we going to call them? They're not jack wagons. You know, they're not opposite jack wagons. Uh, what are we going to call them? So let's see. Jake, Jacob Rosecki, which Jacob was with us at uh, SHOT Show. He was down there helping us out. He was one of our men on the street. He says, how about Freedom Train? And you know, we could call the the vehicle the Freedom Train, but what are we calling the individuals? What are we calling the people? That's what I want to know. What are we calling these patriots? Um, but I like Freedom Train. So Jack Wagon Train, Freedom Train. Or maybe they're on the jet. We gotta up, we gotta upgrade them, right? They can't be on a train because they're doing good stuff. So let's put them on. What would be like executive? What would be like you know, really pampering somebody, Big John? Oh, I mean, my mind's just going a million miles an hour. Um, or maybe we put yeah. them in the tank. I see bald eagles in red, white, and blue. Piss and freedom, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but what do we what do we put them in? We don't put them on a train. We gotta we gotta give them something luxurious, something, or maybe something beefy like a tank. I don't know. So that's something else. You guys tell me it's not going to be a train. I mean, it could be freedom, but it can't be a train. It's got to be something something more luxurious because we're pampering these people because they're doing good stuff. So let's do that. So uh, Jacob, thank you for that. Uh, next one comes from, uh, I mean, this is no surprise, Jason Edgar. <laughs> he's, he's our sergeant at arms. So he says, hey, lefty, I thought for a while that there should be a segment like this. Well, why didn't you speak up? You could have been, you could have been the, the spearhead of this. Um, here's my idea to name the segment of Jack Wagon Opposites. But I do think that there should be limitations to the nominations. No kitten rescues from trees and such. Well, I mean that that kind of it's kind of obvious. So his first one is Gunny's Valor. I like that Gunny's Valor. Uh, twofold to honor Arlie Ermy, God rest his soul. And Webster's definition of valor is strength of mind or spirit that enables a person to encounter danger with firmness. Second, personal bravery. Just perfect for the name and explains it perfectly. Oh, and I added the definition to just simply explain myself in writing. Well, I mean, that's that's what you got to do, bro. So, Gunny's Valor. I kind of like that. Uh, I think Gunny would approve. Freedom Train. Uh, but we're not going to use Train. I don't think we have. Do you, you, what, are we, what are your suggestions, Big John? Yeah, a train's not going to work. No, it can't be a train. So we got we got to go with like, like a Learjet or uh, maybe a, a a yacht. You know, some kind of you know they're sitting back, they're sipping mai tais, they're relaxing because they're good guys, or they're just like in a freaking tank and just rolling over all the jack wagons, you know, kind of thing, taking out trains. Yeah. I don't know. Here's what I'm going to do, guys. I want the best. I want the vehicle. 
you know, and it could be a train because there are luxury trains out there too. But I think we should do something opposite. So we're doing the jack wagon train. So it needs to be something opposite of a train. So let's do that. You guys come up with the best suggestion for that. And then what we call them other than jack wagons. So they can't be jack wagons. And then I want to start seeing submissions for candidates for this. And on the, there's going to be two suggestions there. So for the, the actual name of what we're going to call these individuals or group of people, whatever it may be, and the, the type of, and I quote, vehicle that's going to be carting them around. Uh, I'm going to be giving away some awesome rewards for you guys. So whatever whatever we pick to be it, you're going to win something awesome. I don't know what's going to be yet. It's going to be awesome. You know, we got our 300th episode coming up, Big John. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Six and a half years, 300 episodes, and we're going to do something awesome for that episode too. We don't know what it is yet, but we're going to do something awesome. So you guys stay tuned for that. So let's do this. All right, Gunny, haul that train out of here. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing those suggestions from you leadheads. Talkingled at gmail.com and then put in the subject opposite jack wagon or something along those lines so I know what it is when I get it. And um, we'll start taking those. We'll give you guys, you know, like three or four episodes to start getting those in because I know people are like four or five episodes behind, three or four episodes behind. Uh, but get caught up because we're doing great things. We're giving stuff away. Take part. Be engaging on social media. And uh, we reward you for that. So let's get into our guest now. I mean, I took a long time with this jack wagon train. Sorry about that. We had a lot to catch up with. Um. But Jeremiah McCarthy, our guest this episode, published writer. He's in uh, prestigious magazines, FMG, which they have a whole line of magazines, uh, which include... FMG's got American Handgunner, Guns Magazine, and then maybe half a dozen, what, special interest publications, annuals, if mm -hmm. you will. Annuals, like Big Bore, Concealed Carry, Survive, Survive's one. Okay, Survive. That sounds interesting. <laughs> I had one in Survive this past year. It was on tourniquets. Oh, you're talking about tourniquets? It, yeah, I did a little tourniquet roundup. Very cool. Did, were so, you comparing tourniquets side by side? It wasn't an evaluation. It was more like, this is why tourniquets are important. This okay. is why everybody should carry one. Um, these are basics on how to use them. And then here's some good tourniquets to select from very cool mm -hmm. now with your time uh with the military and your full-time national guard now yes but you've done some uh some pretty prestigious training um of and i, I know we can't say of who or what you do but i mean you're not just a a training nco <laughs> you know you, correct you, you do a lot more that's above and beyond uh, that kind of training. You get into some of our more elite forces as far as that goes. Yeah. Um, so if we look at my military service, uh, knocking on the door of 18 years total service, a mm -hmm. um, couple deployments with 10th Mountain Division on the active duty side when I was younger, uh, both to Afghanistan. Uh, graduated Ranger School in 2006. 
And then I uh, was an instructor at Ranger School from like 2007 to 2011. There you go. See, I mean, you've got quite the resume right there. So I just, so I just, I just kind of wanted to get that out there, let our listeners know, uh, you know, kind of your background and and your history there. So yep. know, when we're talking about tourniquets, you know, I mean, you've used these things in real world. You know, what's shit, what's not shit, why you need them. Yes. So that's that's pretty cool. You've written an article recently. And, you know, this kind of gets us into our, our, our big topic that I want to talk about. Uh, you were down in, you know, we were down there together for the Big Three East, but prior to that, you were invited down to Kalashnikov USA. Yes, and, sir. And you got exclusive kind of hands-on with their new, and this is our topic. It's not a, it's not a pistol. It's not a rifle. It's not a shotgun. It's a firearm. It's just a firearm. It's a firearm. It's called the the Comrade. It's the street legal twelve gauge Comrade with a K. That's that's where my topic's headed. Is where's this in between? You know, it and you. It doesn't require. Uh, it's not NFA. And it doesn't. It's not a. Uh, what's the other classification? Uh, all other weapons, AW, AOW, any other weapon. Yeah, any other. It's not a any other weapon category either. No. And it's perfectly legal. And there's no tax stamps. There's, you just you buy it just like you would. I mean, you got to do the background check, right? Still got to do the background yep. check and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Still got to go through NICS. So that's. Yeah. The- yeah so that's what uh, I kind of want to talk about now because it's. It's been around. I mean, it's always been there, but it seems like it was hidden. <laughs> and until people actually looked at the laws and the rules, and it was like either it's got to be a rifle or it's got to be a pistol. And if it's not one of those, then it's an SBR, and you got to do the tax stamp, and or it's an uh, any other weapon, and you got to do the tax stamp, which is like only five bucks or ten bucks. But um, on those. But I think the people who really kicked it off was the um, who really kind of started this. It was the uh, the shotgun. The uh, who was that? Who did that? The shockwave. Yep, Mossberg shockwave. The Mossberg shockwave kind of really got in that, and it's not gray. There's no gray area. I mean, it's black and white. That that's what it is. And they came out with that that 12 gauge shockwave that people were like, just I don't have to. I can own this. I don't have to register it, and I don't have to go through NFA. It was like, no. It, you, here, you just go through, do your back normal background check, and you take it home. And that's where KUSA has kind of come in with this comrade. So talk about the comrade. And you guys can go to gunsmagazine.com and read Jeremiah's uh, article, Big John. It's under Jeremiah McCarthy, so don't get... You know, we see his name, it's not Big John. (laughs) Yes. It's Jeremiah McCarthy. Um, So talk about it. Talk about your experience going down there and and what all you learned about the Comrade. Yes. Um, So it was great going down to KUSA and seeing that they're actually building guns. Um, They've been teasing us with, what, their 9mm AK for for years now, and they're finally building and and shipping those. so I gotta, I gotta tell you that when they first came to to when they first came into existence, they had AK 47s and yes. they were producing. And I got one of the first ones, and I broke it. 
<laughs> as I think everybody did. And that's kind of why we don't see their AK-47s anymore. But um, they have since regrouped, brought in new personnel, and I'll, I'll let you take it from there. Yep. Um, so... What recently in the last four six months, um, Johnny Mossberg has taken over as CEO of KUSA. That is Mossberg of Mossberg, the Mossberg family. Um, like the Mossberg we were just talking about, the shockwave. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it kind of makes mm-hmm. sense that okay, this is where the comrade came from. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Johnny is very much the entrepreneur, uh, very much the businessman and, you know, has left, you know, the Mossberg company to venture out on his own. And, uh, yeah, he's taken over as the CEO for KUSA and he's brought in a team of industry veterans, you know, so guys that actually know how to build guns, guys that actually know how to ship guns and sell guns. So there's some exciting things happening. And as far as, uh, AK, your 762x39 AK is concerned from KUSA. Um, I believe that the Comrade, which which they just released in the past couple of weeks, is just to tide us over. Um, they're currently in development of an AK-103. Okay, very nice. Um, no insight regarding when that might come out. but uh, I can tell I you com- this. Um, since you and I have talked, I've been in touch with... Uh, Bill Gentry, who is newly hired over their marketing and yeah, marketing and sales. Yeah, marketing and sales. Um, we're going to be getting them on the AK corner, guys. So uh, we'll have a lot more information on what Jeremiah is, is talking about right now, uh, give you more details on that. So stay tuned for that. Go ahead. Yep. So went down to visit their facility, and they were showing off their new comrade. You're looking at a... Sega Pattern AK, uh, t- chambered in 12 gauge with a 12 and a half inch long shorty barrel and an SBA3 uh, pistol brace. And what you wind up with is uh, five round mag. They do five and 10 round mags. Five and 10, okay. And I want to say it, it will ship with at least one five round mag, maybe two five round mags, with the 10 round mags being sold um, on their website. And this is categorized, it's not a, it's not a shotgun. It's not a pistol. It's it's just a firearm. Yep, it's just a firearm. Um, you looking at a firearm. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with overall length, I believe. Um, you're looking at an overall length between thirty and a quarter and thirty three inches on the comrade. Mm-hmm. And I really see we're, we're you're seeing lots of guns or lots of lots of new products taking advantage of the ATF's ruling on uh, pistol braces. And what, Absolutely. what you can or cannot do with them. Yeah, and that's, you know, with their back and forth on whether you can shoulder it, where you can't shoulder it, you know, I can shoulder it this day, I can't shoulder it this day, and but, but now I can shoulder it. But I think the final, you know, is that it doesn't matter. I mean, you can shoulder it, whatever. Um, but the, until you go to, until you go to, until it goes to court, which I think it did, and the uh, defendant won, I think there was a case, and I think we talked about it. If you guys go back a few episodes back, uh, there was a case where a guy was, um, I don't want to say sued, but he, he got taken to court. He had an S, uh, not an SBR, but he had a, a, um, an AR pistol, and he had a pistol brace on it, and they determined that he was he was legal in owning it or whatever. But anyway, um, mm. this this is a whole different category. 
You know, this is not any of that. But it does have to have, it can't have a butt stock. So once you start putting butt stocks on it, what's classified or considered a butt stock, then it falls out of this firearm category. And that's something that I want to, I want to go ahead and cut to. And, and you and I will come back. No, actually, I want you to finish your story on the comrade first. Um, uh, we're going to let, uh, Big John finish his story on the comrade. Um, but that's going to get us into our, uh, interview from Big Three East where we had Steve Troy on and they are making a 5.56223 firearm. It's not a pistol. You know, it's not an AR pistol. It's not an AR rifle. It's an AR firearm. And I don't think they're using AR. It's just a firearm. But go ahead with your, your comrade's story. But that's going to get us into that, that interview. Yep. Um, so I really like what manufacturers are doing with pistol braces these days yes and and i almost think that um eventually maybe down the road there will be a new classification created um for these firearms and i do air quotes on firearms but do you think it's going to be an ff um ffa an nfa classification i hope not um but i kind of think that's where i I, kind of think it's where it's you know, because they always talk about these loopholes, loopholes, loopholes. And when and I it, think of the pistol brace, if they were to ever, if the ATF was to ever change their mind on pistol braces, as it, you know, from where it stands now, mm-hmm. um, I would hope at that point, pistol braces would be very much in common use. I think they already are. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really, I, I really think they are. I think if you look at accessories sold, and I would love to see a study on this. But I think if you look at accessory, um, I'm going to say AR accessories sold because that's what they're for, or the AR platform, you know, basically percentage of sales of those versus any other accessory. I guarantee you those far exceed anything else. Just my, you know, just my personal observation or opinion. Yeah, um, I would have to agree with that. And I would say number because one. you look at all the companies that are doing it now. I mean, I can't think of a company that's not making a pistol brace. Right. And you go, I mean, they've got them for the ARs, they've got them for the AKs, they got them for, I, I don't know, do they have them for shotguns? <laughs> uh, I haven't really seen one for a shotgun, but um, I'm sure that, I'm sure there are. And that's one that you would, you would want a, a pistol brace for, because <laughs> you would want that strapped on if you were going to shoot a 12 gauge. Absolutely. Uh, but this, uh, let's talk about the Comrade a little bit more. Talk a little more detail about, um, because it does have the brace on it. And it does, oh, here's another thing that I found interesting, is that it has to have a forward grip to, to fall in this classification. If it doesn't have okay. a forward grip, then it falls out of that classification. Yep. Which so. is interesting, because on a, on a uh, pistol... So if you got an AR pistol, you cannot have a forward grip. <laughs> Who writes this stuff? Right? You know? Yep. So um, so talk about the Comrade there. Talk about the features. As you mentioned, um, the Comrade does ship with a forward grip. You're looking at a tri-rail four-end, um, KUSA four-end, threaded muzzle, and the SBA three brace. So it is a threaded muzzle. It does. Okay. And it comes with the uh, SB Tactical Brace. Yep. Which that's nice because uh, you don't need a um, 
a special plate in the back because it goes into the grip, right? It mounts into the grip. So yeah, that makes it really nice. Um, and if you go to, like I said, gunmagazines.com forward slash shotguns, the street legal 12 gauge comrade, you'll find Big John's article there, the street legal 12 gauge comrade. Um, really good article. I mean, I know you didn't have a lot of time there. What, in your opinion, I mean, you got to shoot it. What, uh, how'd it feel? Mm-hmm. The gun shoots well. Um, I mean, there was, we shot all day at their indoor range, uh, at KUSA and maybe only a couple of observed malfunctions. Um, the, the comrade has an adjustable gas regulator on it for whether you're shooting low recoiling or high re- recoiling loads. Oh, okay. That's nice. And so good like feature. the few cycling issues, you know, the few cycling issues that, that we observed could be attributed to like quickly switching between slugs or buckshot mm-hmm. and not switching the setting on the gas regulator. Right. Either that or a weak shooting stance. Limp wristing um, it. <laughs> yeah. Limp wristing, limp wristing the firearm. Yeah. So she chambers two and three quarter inch and three inch shells. Um, shot both buckshot and slugs. Uh, shooting slugs is is okay. Uh, recoil doesn't bother me. Um, but yeah, you're actually, like six five. What two thirty? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm up there. Big um, John, big John McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, so shooting three inch slugs, she'll push you around a little bit, um, but that's to be expected, you know, from such a tiny twelve gauge. So. You were shouldering this. I mean, you really wouldn't want to. I mean, you could. It's designed to wrap around the wrist and you know, one arm shoot it if you if you had to or wanted to. Um, but then again, they've got the forward grip for another hand. But this is designed for disabled. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just, just thinking through the the lot. There should be no NFA. The NFA should be dissolved. Should be no no NFA. It's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. So also while you were there, you got the opportunity to tour the factory, the the KUSA factory. So uh, give us your impressions of the the overall factory there. So the factory is huge. I do not know or remember the actual square footage off the top of my head, Um, but they're maybe using 15% of their available warehouse space um, to assemble guns. Expecting expansion. (laughs) <laughs> which is a great problem to have. Sure. Um, the, they just released their nine millimeter last year and we got the comrade this month. Um, with a little bit of luck, we'll have an AK one Oh three, you know, mm-hmm. some, sometime in the near future. Right. And, um, I think KUSA is going to be doing really well, um, under the leadership of Johnny Mossberg and, you know, they have plenty of room to expand. Right. Yeah. And I think that's well planned out. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like we, you know, we spoke earlier about this, you know, when they first got started, I think that's what they were kind of banking everything on is those, those AKs that they first came out with was really taking off and they were just going to feel that real quick. They hit a hiccup, you know, unforeseen things happen. Um, but they've taken the steps they brought in, uh, I mean, a whole, they've cleaned house, a whole new CEO, got a whole new marketing guy with Bill Gentry. Uh, the CEO Jonathan Mossberg, which I mean, who can who can deny the success that Mossberg has had? 
And, and he, just to talk, and he is with. To, I mean, he is the Mossberg. And when you say Mossberg, he's the shotgun Mossberg guy, right? Yep. Um, one quick thing on Johnny Mossberg and quality control. Um, it's so important to him. Uh, one of the things I learned during my visit um, is that when they proof their barrels, you know, when they shoot over pressure loads out of their shotgun barrels, and when they pass the test. Johnny Mossberg is applying that proof stamp by hand, like himself personally. Oh, so that's wow. how serious that's how serious he takes his quality control. Yeah. And being fresh there, I mean he I'm guaranteeing he's like all over it, no doubt. Mm-hmm. So any seven six two by thirty nine AK that comes out of the KUSA facility uh, should be top notch. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to to having these guys on the AK corner. We're gonna get more details. Uh, I don't think we're gonna get Jonathan Mossberg on, maybe, but I know Bill Gentry's going to be on. We're going to get their top engineer guy on an upcoming AK corner, and uh, we'll you know we'll find out all about the the upcoming projects that they have. But that brings me to our our interview that we did with Steve Troy down at Big Three East, and um, really got to you know I've always been friends with with Steve, and and like one of the first ARs I ever owned was a Troy. This is a good interview. It's a long interview. Take your time. Take a break. You know, go get a drink. Go to the bathroom. Come back. Listen to it in segments. That's what podcasts are all about. But he has got a very good explanation and definition of what this firearm is. Um, he has cleaned house. He's got new staff, just like uh, KUSA did. Troy has gone through, cleaned house. He's got a new uh, vice president uh, of the company. Just so happens to be his wife. <laughs> so, um, but he's bringing it. It's more family oriented now, which I like. And uh, I've always liked Steve, and I like their products and things that they're doing. Um, and he's talking about how they've diversified. So this interview was from Big Three East. And uh, you guys are really going to enjoy it, and it ties into what uh, Big John and I have been talking about uh, here with this, um, quote, gray area firearm, which it's not gray. And uh, we've got our good buddy Curtis Halstrom from VSO Gun Channel joining us on this interview as well. So we're going to cut that in. We're going to come back. We're going to get more from Jeremiah. We're going to hit him with the new guy questions. Gunny? Roll that beautiful bean footage. Very cool. All right, Leadheads, we are back at the Big Three East 2019 edition. And uh, what does he call this? It's not the land. It's, uh, I always forget, it's Fox Bay or Tiger Bay. That's what it is. We're at Tiger Bay. Did you ever know it was called Tiger Bay, Steve? I, I saw the sign on the way in for the Tiger Bay State Forest. I had no idea it was tied to this. Okay, I didn't either. No. No, that's what he's calling it this year. <laughs> it's always something a little different. Uh, joining me now is a familiar voice, no stranger to you lead heads. We've got the owner of Troy Industries. We've got Steve Troy. And uh, Steve has brought along one of his lovely assistants, or probably his boss, uh, I would say. We've got uh, Mrs. Troy. Good morning. Tracy, do you want to put your name out there? Tracy Troy. There you go, Tracy Troy. That's got a flow to it. It does. TT. What's your middle name? <laughs> you got to turn it on. <laughs> What's your middle name? Does it start with a T also? No, it's Hinkle. Hinkle? Yes. Okay. 
What uh, what nationality is that? It's German. German. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. So, yeah. Steve, you've got some new things, new and exciting things from Troy mm-hmm. coming around. And I'm looking at these right now, and this is actually something that's that I've been searching for. Okay. Um, you've got some nice one-piece scope mounts. Yeah, we uh, got a bunch of things that's been happening at Troy. Uh, one is. Uh, Tracy is uh, our vice president of sales and marketing, sales and marketing, and uh, she comes from a commercial energy background where she was uh, vice president of uh, sales in a company where she herself was doing $12 million as well as overseeing the rest of the company's sales force. So she comes from an extremely strong sales background. And uh, as a result of that, we gave her international sales to start off with, and uh, international is now about 75% of our business. Wow. So that's purely because of the growth that Tracy's put down on it. Way to go, TT. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So she's uh, done unbelievably, and in the last uh, month and a half, she's taken over VP of all sales and marketing efforts, uh, including domestic. So we're seeing a lot of big changes at Troy because now we have – an actual person that comes from a structured sales background and is implementing change rapidly, maybe too rapid for some to uh, stomach, <laughs> but we'll see. Get but, used to it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a whole new new thing. And uh, as some people have said at the company, there's a new sheriff in town. There you and, go. Uh, so it's going really well, and I'm proud to have her by my side. It's just uh, it's very rare that somebody can have their wife and their life partner actually work with them mm-hmm. on a daily basis. We do all our travel together. International has been exploding for us, so we've uh, been awesome. doing a lot of travel. Uh, Talk about the international. What are you What are you doing internationally? Uh, we're doing a lot of rifles uh, internationally. That's mm-hmm. uh, that seems to be the big program. We've uh, we've always had a presence in the military internationally. Uh, sure. The Czech Army, the Israeli Army, the French Army, the Italian Special Forces. They all use our sites and uh, other parts. So, which has been mm-hmm. good for us. And now. Along with that, we've got an introduction to a lot of like tier one law enforcement groups throughout Europe and, and elsewhere that have invited us in, seen our product, and frankly, there's not a lot of competition over there. And uh, you I know, as far think so, as yeah. is, is being yeah being on the <laughs> Shh, being on the level, <laughs> don't tell anyone. There, there's very few. It's been a restricted market, and a lot of the EU standards have been that that's got to be made in the EU, kind of like our Barry compliance mm-hmm. that we have here in the states. They have a similar thing. So there's been a lockouts, but with special forces units, we've always had good luck because they have their own budget and they can right. they can buy what they want and they test what they want to bring in. And luckily, we come out on top every time. And, you know, I attribute that to my team of who's building this, engineering it, and making it. And, it's, you know, the testing that it goes through is pretty pretty elaborate. And uh, I'm proud of my team to be able to say, hey, our stuff was selected not on price. It was selected because it's the best out there. And the new French best Army contract. Yeah. yeah. Tracy just got the, uh, the French Special Forces contract for offset sites. And uh, that's been great business for us, and uh, it's it's a great group that's over there. Uh, is that, that one of their, you said there's one of their special forces? All of their special forces. All their special forces. Yeah, they're yeah. using nice. on the new 416 uh, F model that they have, so which is good. Um, that Do you speak be- French? No. Mm, no. <laughs> Working on it? We, a little bit. That sounds like a pretty good you know, contract there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Keep up relations. I have a lot of languages I have français? to learn. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. May no. we? <laughs> no, I took two years of French in high school, and I can't mm. speak a lick of French. Uh, I yeah. took German. Oh, well, go figure. Yeah, no. you had Weird. a little curve there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm actually Norwegian. Just happened to uh, have a little German in me as well. I got you. Yeah, Norwegian germ. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, but we're doing business in about 40 countries right now, and that's uh, been great for us. We, we put the time and the money into that, into our compliance section. 
we have three people. That's all they do is export compliance uh, for us, and they deal with the ATF and ITAR side and everything. That's great. We put the money into them, and now that's allowed us to expand. And especially with the kind of the crash that's happened here, right? You, know, you got to reach out, you know. Right. So you've diversified into other countries, found yeah. that that niche. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Man. And people want quality product. It's not about all low end. You know, the six hundred dollar AR fifteen. Yeah. So that uh, yeah. So I brought some things today that uh, got some toys to show you. Toys. And I noticed you you eyeballed the scope mount right away. <laughs> yes. So we we uh, recently competed the CSAS contract and. Uh, we ended up submitting sites through several companies and we were looking at doing our own rifle for it. And we did all the development work, rolled up the rifle. And this was kind of a part of that whole program, which gave us a lot of commercialized product. And we got the contract with the U S army for the sites. So it's, we got part of it, you know, so HK is using all the Detroit offsets on the M 110 C or mm-hmm. the M110 a one is how it's officially designated, which is, we're proud of that. But along the way, we, we came up with some pretty great stuff. So we designed a, a new scope mount. There's a lot of monolithic uh, mounts that are out there. We did some changes on this. Uh, one is we put the, the nuts out to the right-hand side, mm-hmm. and that prevents it from gauging your gear on your chest and everything because when it's on the left side, anything that that gun touches, it's going to grab at. And plus, most of the bolts on most scope mounts that are out there, they stick out quite a bit from the base. Right. So what we did is we half the bolts or half the nuts down so there's absolutely no snag. We radius the top edge of them. And now we're using the shoulder of the nut to pull full force against the clamp. So you're getting a more even clamping uh, surface. When you push, pull down, it actually sets inside the clamp. And then the shoulder is actually what's holding that clamp against the rail, as opposed to just being the point load of the bottom of the nut on the the outside surface of the clamp. So we have a lot more uh, precision on how this thing's force is applied to the rail. We're also, uh, you know, lugging it so it's you've got positive engagement going down, and we've lightened it. So this this mounts five and a half ounces. Yeah, that's what I was noting, noticing yeah. right off is the the weight on these right. things. Right, and it's you know it's a, it's a it's a ruggedized scope mount. There's it, as far as I'm concerned, I don't see any competition for this in the marketplace today. And uh, everything, what sizes are we doing here? So we're doing thirty, rings. thirty-four, and thirty-five millimeter. Okay. The rings in the the rings in the dovetail. Uh, uh, what we do is we qualify that with an EDM after machining. So we start off with a big block of metal, and then we machine it all down, and then we serialize it. So the rings are serialized to the, the ring caps are serialized to the base. We use stainless steel inserts on the underside, but when in the machining process, we actually use an EDM. So we have a perfect bore perfectly centered over the rail every single time. There's no way to not do that. And the rings are actually sliced by the EDM too. Mm-hmm. So these things are married from the beginning as it's in, in, in aluminum. Just let it go. So this one here is uh, an FDE uh, 34 millimeter or 35, let's see. This one is the 34 20 MOA downslope. Okay. And it's, it's simply marked right here, PRML means uh, precision rifle mount long, 34 millimeter, 20 MOA, serial number of the mount. And on the other side, just there's a torquing spec of 65 inch pounds. Right. Can I look at that? So one? that's yeah. the uh, Thanks. the long mount. That's the short mount for your one to sixes, one to eights. They're okay. both available in FD or you know 35, 34, in any any slope you want. It's 20 or, or zero. So nice. that's uh, there's a retail. This is what it's exactly what I was looking. at, The 34 millimeter. Yep. Uh, I've got a four to 32. Okay. That I'm looking to mount. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So that's uh, the 20 MOA. Yeah. So I've always kind of been the anti quick detach. And now with the advent of the offset sites, and now they're generalized like U.S. Army's using them. You know, a lot of other armies are using them. They've accepted that that's your auxiliary sighting method. 
and especially with mounting your your for your any type of FLIR or night vision PVS twenty four or whatever, it goes in front of the scope. Scope never comes off the receiver anymore. Mm-hmm. So having something that torques on is important, but having something low profile that's not going to snag and hang up on your sling, hang up on your uniform, on your ghillie suit, is important as well. What's so, your recommended torque on this? Sixty five. 65-inch okay. pounds. So standard C-cock wrench, M24 kit, boom, knocks it right in. Half-inch, half-inch drive. Very nice. And uh, that's so that's been a, a very good program for us, very timely on the machine side, but mm-hmm. we wanted to have it absolute perfect. So we didn't really, we weren't looking for cut costing, cost cutting. We wanted to have the best mount available, and that's what we came up with. And retails on it's 240 uh, and just about you know any size. There might be some an oddball one, like a 35-millimeter 20 down, downslope, we don't make a lot of those because sure. the 35's got so much adjustment in it already that very few people, even on a 6.5 shooting 1300, right. you can use flat. You don't even need the, the 20 MOA. And I'm noticing all these these cuts, these T-cuts that you have in here. Is that to, to reduce the weight? Yeah, the way that's, you did that? every, everything is to re- get it down. Like I said, this one here is coming in under 6 ounces underneath as well, You know, tracking uh, cuts without... You're Without compromising any scopes. integrity, yeah. right? When you, you know the easiest way to test these scope mounts is when you use a high-speed camera and watch the vibration on on what happens under under stress of recoil, and all these like little cuts in here are designed primarily for weighting weight reduction, but with a with a keen eye on making sure of structural rigidity of the mount, so you don't have that flex or, or yeah, uh, they all look recoil. strategically yeah, placed and cut. Yeah. Definitely. So along that, I brought a couple things. So uh, there's more. There's, there's more. more. Hit us with more. Okay. Nice. So this is the uh, the Troy Soxy carbine. We've been very successful with this. Um, this was something we d- we designed uh, with SOCOM down at Fort Bragg. They've had a lot of input on this, so I can't take I take, can't take credit for all the design features on this because it's them putting live input as we developed mm-hmm. it. And, you know, the reduction of the rail size. I can put my fingers all the way around that rail. Yep. And that's important because most of your shooters today are wearing gloves. Now, you got a big hand, so i got a small hand, yeah. so let's, let's do a real person test on this. <laughs> i got big mitts, I've you're, told you. You're a giant. It's a, so in the, so one and, of the, and my hands go around it, too. Yep. So there we go. So what we did is we developed that rail to come, in sl- uh, to come in as slim as possible. We use our patented alpha locking method, which, which has zero deflection under weight. So... Somebody put a rumor out at one time that our rail or everybody's rail would deflect and not come back at 25, 50 pounds. So we tested the top three rails that were going into the solicitation and found that ours was the only one that came back to zero after that. And it's because we're grabbing on the factory steel barrel nut, we're applying force that's drawing the rail up against the teeth of the barrel nut evenly all the way around. So there's no way to really to really defeat that. Uh, and it's got more consistency with returning to zero. Also, if you notice the squid grips on the front end of the gun. Yeah. So where you have your hand, we put those. Those are silicone, so they're designed for high heat. We originally got those on our alpha rails with the round holes, if you remember. I've got those. Yep. Still got mine so, running there with the, the squid. Right. The round squiddies. So we wanted to bring them over to M-Lock. So we got the patent on it um, maybe five years ago, and uh, it allows the barrel to breathe and allows air in because it has the holes in the center. They snap in on the groove, so they stay in. And they provide a, a, a thermal barrier between you and the barrel, especially when you're, you put a snap of suppressor on that. We know how hot these guns get. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to the design of the MP5SD, where you have a, a, a thermal barrier of a rubber seal that goes around the barrel of the SD or the suppressor. Right. So those go on any M-Lock rail. And I don't think that message got out before, is that any M-Lock rail ever made <laughs> will accept Troy Squid Grips. And uh, so we're trying to get that, that out. Also behind it, you notice the new hand stop. 
And that's yeah, a, I was noticing that. That's a collaborative nice. effort with uh, Dan Brokos. He was the uh, the NCOIC in charge of the Special Forces CQB program at Fort Bragg when we met him. And uh, he's got some really good input that he's given us on what drives a really good CQB gun. Yeah. So he came up with that hand stop, and uh, we call it the LFT hand brace. So is it is it not considered a vertical grip? It's not. So, so you could put this on a pistol. Matter of fact, all Troy pistols ship with it from the factory with it on there. Sweet. But what that does is it allows an excellent barricade device to be able to barricade off of something, mm-hmm. uh, a hand stop, and also even an arm brace when you're shooting under cars to be able to hook yeah. the front of your arm into what's called broke back mountain position to shoot. <laughs> So, so, so guys, as you're listening to this, go to Troy's website and you can you can see what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, the the hands, what do you call the hand stop? What's the name of it? That's the LFT hand brace. The LFT uh, hand brace. Yeah, hand brace. Okay, yeah. hand brace, and it's not a vertical grip. Nope, not a vertical grip. It is a hand stop device, yeah. and uh, it looks. Mm-hmm. I like it. It looks nice. And these are our offset sights. These are the same ones that we're doing for the French Special Forces. Uh, we do a different variant with a different front post for HK for the uh, CSAS. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are not, they're 45-degree offsets. They're ambidextrous, so you can unbolt them from underneath, put the brackets on the other way, and still have them fold backwards on the left side. So nice. uh, that's a patent that we had gotten on that. Because all the other ones, you can put them on the other side, but they're going to run backwards, and then they become a snag hazard as they face forward. But these sites uh, are the same profile as our, our standard folding battle sites have been rail-mounted for years, mm-hmm. uh, and it allows you to simply index over 45 degrees and get a perfect sight picture and be able to hit out. I don't know if you got a chance to try this on the range yet. I haven't, no. I but, haven't. Uh, it's, it's very, very comfortable. And uh, we, we, we had them out yesterday on a, a short gun and on this gun. It's not as configured for the, reader, for the listeners as we've got a red dot sight that's on here right now, a loophole. So it wouldn't make sense in this, but any magnified optic, mm-hmm. this is like the only solution for real accurate iron sighting of a, with, a, with a gun that has really a primary good. glass uh, optic on it. Nice. Behind that, we have the, the yeah, here's like this one. It'd be here. a great one to eight. Yeah, for it, absolutely. For scope. So this is the uh, the new loophole red dot that's here. Um, they're LCO, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And we just did this mount for them on that. We wanted, again, a hard mount that was low profile, completely snag free. Mm-hmm. So we designed this so the thing sits on the rail. You slide the cloud bar down, down the rail. This sits on top, and the two attachment screws to the scope pull up on the clamp and hold it steady. Okay. Or hold it locked and secured on there with nothing hanging out the sides at all. Do you have mounts for other... Brands we we have for Aimpoint T1s and T2s as well. Okay, but this one here was a kind of a necessity because when Loophole released these, they sent us some, and we said, "Well, how do we get it on an AR? We're not we're not a handgun company." Yeah, and it's made uh, a mount, <laughs> made a mount, and this this gun uh, it's been tracking probably just over six thousand rounds, and there's been no shift on it whatsoever. Uh, that speaks to the quality of the optic as well as the mount. But this yeah. this mount is double lugged as well. So this sits in two lugs in the Picatinny and then draws up from the bottom. So there's no way this thing can move. So that was a pretty good development. And then on the back end, we have a couple things to show you. One is the, uh, the paratrooper stock. And what this came about as this, again, came from Fort Bragg. We had a PDW stock. They love the profile of PDW stock, but they're oftentimes not allowed to modify the rear end of the gun. Mm-hmm. And they said, we like how this fits over hard plate armor. Because when you have a, a normal butt stock, the bottom edge of that stock hits your hard plate and skids off. Whereas this is able to maneuver above the plate 
and the low profileness of it, they said that we like it. And also that where these things break when they're dropped mm -hmm. is right here on the threads on the buffer tube. That's where an M4 will snap when it takes it takes a hit. Right. So this reinforces that whole system on that it. whole and, the right. whole brace system there. Yeah, definitely. Right. And you're, you can you can easily drive it just with your thumb and to uh, to adjust it. Uh, the Soxy charging handle. This is our ambidextrous charging handle. Again, a part of the, the SF program that we were, were partaking in. It's an ambi, but what I did is we designed it so that we have extended levers on it. So for people that want a one finger, it's extended enough. Mm -hmm. But we radiused it over and left no back area for a snag. So again, snag free. And we also increased the spring pressure by four pounds in the latches to prevent that accidental you know, hit where if you bring your bolt back 30 thousandths, mm -hmm. that's going to retard your hammer coming forward and shut your gun down. You're not going to get the round off. Let's put it that way. Right. So it's important this thing stays latched. So by adding that in increased spring pressure, that did it. We, also, we nice. also put a bleed valve to the side. So when you're shooting suppressed, your gases are going out to the side and not into your face. So it cuts it down drastically, which is important with mostly suppressed fire. Sure. Um, so that's that. And then the, one of the biggest things that we're doing, uh, I don't know if you knew this, Marty, but we've been doing sling production for 15 years in-house. You know, full, I did not. Yeah. I didn't know you guys were doing slings. We have a full sew shop. Uh, we've got uh, five employees. That's all they're doing is our sew shop. And we've done a lot of OEM slings. How do we uh, never talk about your slings before? Well, you know, we, we were producing uh, VTAC slings and because uh, yeah. they came to us. They loved our rubber, our rubber handle that we've done for forever. And we were doing VTAC, and we we're, we we're happy going that way. They've got other vendors doing other things. So, um, you know, we've decided to upgrade our sling. Essentially, our design is 15 years old. How it actuates, though, is, is drastically changed. And <laughs> this thing is, is going to crush it. And we've already uh, been showing it to the writers here and gotten some great, great feedback. But it sits on like any other sling, the two-point, but right. it just adjusts here. That's it. Just grab the handle. Boom. He's throwing it over shoulder, and then uh, yeah. there's your, no there's no lever. Front to, hand is just right yeah, there. You, you don't yeah. have to trigger anything for a release. It just pulls forward or pulls 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 back, and it's got the handle. It's easily found, um, easily adjusted, silent. There's no metal buckle to nail your gun and make make noise or scratch it. Uh, Easy so, transitions. Right. So this is left the, right. Yep. Yeah, this is the padded version here. It's one piece of uh, ballistic nylon. It goes all the way through, and then comes back around on this pad side. And there's pad in there. And then the front is the same material. And then we have our light, lightweight version. So this, this sling weighs only ounces. And mm -hmm. it's, you know most guys that are rolling with armor or just in and out of a car, they don't care for the pad. The guys on long patrol are going to be doing a lot of shooting. The pad I can, is very useful because it's comfortable. Right. But you know me, if I was coming out of my cruiser, all I'd want is this. And all you do is just grab it, pull it. And you're you're out, and, and you got the same exact adjustment. So what he did, the uh, the sling was it was kind of compacted, folded up against the the rifle, right? And, and then it. he just thumb pulled it out to extend the whole thing, right. threw it over his just an his elastic shoulder. keeper that's nice. right on the sling. Just snap it out, and that's it. And it's stored. So when you're pulling it out of your cruiser, you're not getting it on the gear shift, the computer, the gun rack, you know, everything else that you have in the front seat. Right. It stays tight, or even just pulling it out of the safe. I mean, I know everybody's got that experience of <laughs> trying to get that gun in the back, and the slings catching everything, catching on the all the out, other right? guns on the scopes and everything. Yeah, yeah. And on this gun, we have a, a one eight or a one to six that's mounted uh, to give you an idea of how the the offset sights can be used in tandem with the scope mount, and also how a one to eight would lay out on, on it. And you can see the rail engagement of the mount. This is a thirty millimeter mount on here. Yeah. And this is also one of our Soxy pistols. Um, that uh, is available in, in the brown. 
with the LFT hand brace, it comes standard with it. The Soxie Ambi Safety, Safety was originally designed by us to go under the, the, the tubes on like that gun there or mm -hmm. PDW stock with a dog leg. And then the Ambi side's cut down so it doesn't interfere with your trigger finger. Yeah. And then the Soxie charging handle. This one has uh, got the optional Law Tactical brace, but it is a skew. Oh, okay. So people can order it from the factory from us. Um, you know, they're expensive, but some people don't have the tools or want to screw around with it, so they'll order it that way right from the get-go. And, and uh, I would assume that that's compatible with other models of ARs. Oh yeah, it's a it's a standard standard sta okay. standard brace. We just have an OEM agreement. Nice. And then Tracy uh, brought her gun today. So for the, this has been getting a lot of uh, internet shoutouts. Uh, those ladies here are into them. yeah yeah that uh, I did this for for Christmas and it's uh, just a it's a Soxy carbine but uh, we put her favorite band's logo which is Pussifer and that's uh, what what's the name of the band Pussifer Pussifer it's uh, May Maynard Keenan's band he's one tool uh, he's yeah. got Pussifer and Perfect Circle okay so she loves it we, check him out. we were actually out in Jerome Arizona and went to one of his restaurants she left a card. We said, hey, Maynard, if you're out there, Tracy, Tracy wants to give you one of these guns. You can pick your serial number or whatever. We'll do it for you. Did he, did he cash in on that? No, not, not yet. Not as, but now this is circulating with his logo on there. Now, just Maynard, just so you know, it's just on her gun at her request, and we're not selling it. It's not for sale. It's not available. Only to you, buddy. There you go. There you go. I can only imagine what Christmas is like at the Troy household, man. Oh, I have uh, a picture. We will show you a picture. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's all you think it would be. And more. Huh? I'm yeah. sure. So uh, yeah, we've got we've got to focus this year, like for our domestic market. So right now things are running good overseas, but domestically, we're we're picking up, but we're focusing on what Troy is known for. Troy mm -hmm. is known for sights and rails and slings. And I guess you didn't know about the sling part, but now you do. I didn't know. Yeah. I never heard about the slings uh -huh. in all the years that we've been doing stuff together. Mm -hmm. so, uh, seven. I'm children. looking at a, a Christmas picture right now. Yeah. yeah. How many guns are in that picture? I'm seeing uh, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's locked and loaded except the little dog. But you know, yeah. that's your next market, right? Is dogs getting into dogs? <laughs> Arming our dogs. Yeah. Well, our mascot is a bulldog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's uh, Trooper Trooper First Class Troy is uh, is our bulldog, and he's uh, he does some product testing for us, and he'll, he'll take the fall for any internet issues once in a while. There you go. <laughs> you just kind of you just need a vest. Like I, that that animal is totally capable of carrying at least three or four magazines. Oh, he has. He's got a bulletproof. He's vest. got a bulletproof vest. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Somebody gave go. one of the uh, local law enforcement shops gave us a vest for him, so he's got it. That's cool. But uh, yeah, so things are things lots are going of things good, man. since yeah. last time we talked, man. Yeah. That's that's really good. Uh, yeah. Really glad to see the the monolithic scope mounts. Yep. Um, the the hand stop thing that's new. Mm -hmm. uh, wasn't familiar with that. I knew about your squiddies. I love the squiddies. Yep. Those have always been my favorite invention that you guys came I think, out with. I think that most people, though, are thinking that these squid grips only fit like Troy rails or something. Yeah. And, and then people I mean, it are specifically actually. specifically says M-lock. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know. But uh, this week on the range, some of the writers have come over and say, yeah, these fit any M-lock rail. Really? Because what we'll do is, especially the Sock C, this sits out just sitting out in the sun, not shooting. I think it's really hot. And I'll say, hey, just put your hand back here. And they're like, oh, okay, now we'll grab I'll it up here. That. And you can shoot all day up here. It's not going to burn you. You get a little bit of, you know, radiant heat coming through the hole. Sure. But it's not touching, you know, 500-degree aluminum, you know. Have so, you done with the, the suppressors with the, the squiddies? Great. No problem. We, we started uh, teaming with uh, OSS suppressors on our military submissions and a lot of our law enforcement sales. Mm -hmm. We've been using them. They've been a great backbone for us. Okay. Uh, again, we're focusing on what we do well, and we do it in-house. As far as well, meaning 
not quality. Quality is always great, but the getting it out and actually producing. And what we do in-house very well are rails, sights, and slings, and scope mounts, and we're really and on stocks. that. Yeah, we do. Actually, I took my injection molding machines out, and we sent our molds. I needed more floor space for the machinery for aluminum. So I've got a shop down in Connecticut that's doing our injection mold for us. And okay. everything we do is berry compliant, 100% U.S. Even the nylon in our slings is made in Rhode Island. So we're, uh, we're very adamant about that. But we found that we're really good at stuff like this. We're really good at the sites and be able to do all that in-house, maintain quality, continuous production, and to be able to definitely fulfill our military obligations because you miss on a contract, it's a big deal, and you get scarred by yeah. that. And it affects everything else, even other governments that you, you are looking for your track record, mm-hmm. and they want to know, okay, give us give us uh, agencies that you've already provided gotta for. Got to show that resume, yeah. You got to show the resume. So the only way that we can success be successful at that is that we control it, especially our main products, scope mounts, rails, sights, and slings. You know, now, are you stuff. guys doing the brakes also? We are. So uh, these are a flash suppressor that uh, attaches our suppressor, our Troy can. We had that out here last time mm-hmm. we were playing with that. It's just it's a... Uh, a three-quarter turn lock on it. It's kind of like a fire hose uh, or fire hose coupling, mm-hmm. the way that it attaches. Great cans, very expensive to produce. And we started looking at margins, like, hey, the cans are awesome. And uh, Doc Dater came over and said, wow, because we were shooting next to Gemtech at shot. He's like, what is this? What's going on? You got to tell me about it. Yeah. So we told him about it. It's something that we did back in the Sotmont M14 days in 2002. You know, then I was doing that out in Illinois. We developed a suppressor for that, and mm-hmm. it had a lot of technology in it that was cool. But the cost for us to produce it and what we do in our machine shop and how that works, it doesn't Not make sense right now. You. Maybe at some point it will be, but to have a, a good partner like OSS, and uh, we've used Silencer Co. on other product as well. Right. Those two guys have been able, or those two companies and those two teams have been able to fulfill our needs so we can focus on what it what is that do we do well. in-house yeah. and do it best. Yeah, That's so, smart, man. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm overwhelmed with all this stuff. So, yeah. you guys, make sure you go to Troy's website. You want to give all the social medias and everything. Uh, Worldoftroy.com. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Worldoftroy.com. That's your Instagram. Hashtag Troy Industries. Facebook yeah. website. Everything's there. Yeah. And they can they can go to their local retailer and and, and create a demand. <laughs> create a demand. <laughs> we have a you know all the major distributors carry us. Uh, you know RSR, Armchair, Sports South, uh, mm-hmm. Green Supply. Uh, TGD, so all the stuff's in their system. Uh, you know, Soxies are, are they're not your six hundred ninety nine dollar gun, so a lot of people aren't inventorying them. But you know, something that we look at this as the turnkey. It's got all our enhanced features, but it's also got a ballistic advantage barrel, and it also has a CMC trigger right out of the gate. So You're getting really, a custom gun without turning a screw. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. And what's the price on those? Did you say? Uh, I think these are running right around fifteen hundred. Around fifteen? Yep. That's, uh, that's not. Yeah, it's two yeah, hundred dollar trigger, all, man. Two hundred dollar barrel. <laughs> no, yeah. Seriously, like the. And if I could chime in here for just yeah. a second, like the the whole the whole build the gun for seven hundred bucks craze yeah. thing, like mm, it I, didn't I, exist. Well, to get a quality, you can't get a quality gun that way. It mm. you cannot be done. Like I, I've even uh, played around with the idea of doing my own rifle line mm. uh, with. You know various parts from here or there, and 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 really, you, if you're getting a quality rifle from a reputable manufacturer with a warranty, like it can't be really done for less than fifteen hundred dollars. It it's, it really can't. So plus, we're, we you know we get benefit of you know we're in mass production. Like there's we have OEMs that we do like five hundred handguards a day for. Mm-hmm. So when you generate that type of 
uh, turn and volume, you're yeah. able to generate a lower cost on what we're producing. So right. for us to make this rail versus one of you guys to go out and then have somebody make it for you and then put it on a gun, so cost we're able to we're able yeah. to save on that. Plus, we're able to still pay our overheads. Like you know, we've got a lot of employees to pay. We've got you know air, airfare and hotels to pay when we come here. And there's there's a lot of unseen costs that people don't understand and just. You know, just web costs. Like, you know, you get constantly are getting $3,000, $5,000 bill just to have a website. You know, diff- different things that happen that you don't see. And when people look at the sum it's of the parts. you got to pay that light bill, man. you got to keep it on. And it's like, uh, you know, our margins, we don't have to have the ridiculous margins of the big guys. And that's why we're able to be in the market with it. And if you look at, like, like uh, we talked to CJ earlier, is that we're doing all this stuff internationally. And, you know, it's upsetting the normal model of the big guys being able to dominate that. Right. You know, we're in right next to them, and we are winning contracts over bigger, bigger comp- much bigger companies. And it's because that we're, we're focused on quality. We're focused on innovation. We've always been industry leaders on everything. Mm-hmm. And now we're looking at, uh, hey, how can we present this to the right end users? So we've got ground partners in these countries that are really connected and well-vetted and using the State Department Gold Key Program you know, we've been able to really do a lot of great things overseas as well, which is getting us through this slump that we've got here. But I have yeah. to say, guys, that really in the last month, I'm starting to see where we're actually coming out of the slump. It was doom and gloom. That's up good. Until about a month I, ago. I like to hear that. Yeah, we're seeing yeah. it. Magazines are moving now. We're shipping a couple pallets out. We've got to keep customer. it positive. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the government's the government that we've been wanting, mm-hmm. you know, but then everybody's bitching and moaning and crying, you know, that the gun industry is bad well no. it should it should be the best ever right now this is the best time ever to go out and buy your accessories to right. buy your your firearm your mm-hmm. rifle yeah i mean it's 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 out there it's available it's the best prices it's ever been so yeah. take advantage probably, of it and there's a lot of cool things that are going on that people aren't aware of like the pistol thing like it's no longer the 200 hundred dollar tax stamp anymore you can still do the most of the things you want to do with that and then like tracy's gun here is this is called an other this isn't even a pistol this is a, uh, a barrel length of 12 inches, mm-hmm. 26 overall. It has to have a front grip to be legal. And wh- really, when you look at this brace that's on here, I have a tail hook on hers. I like the tail hook brace. It's rigid. Um, why Why would I ever think about dropping a Form 1 or uh, in on or a Form 4? Yeah, why would I you can do, do everything I need to do with this. And oh, by the way, you know, Tracy's from Connecticut, and this is the only thing that's legal down there. So interesting, and you could do bayonet lugs on it if you want. So talk or, about you were talking about the it's a it's a classified as an other weapon, right? It's classified as talk a about firearm. That. Okay, yeah. So we got approached uh, by Connecticut because uh, no none of the ma- firearms manufacturers were wanting to even challenge this. So one little manufacturer, uh, Lester, was putting fifty together a year, which he was allowed to do without paying federal excise tax, and that was it. And he was doing the others because. In Connecticut law, defines a pistol of a barrel length less than 12 inches, a rifle 16 inches or more. So what he was able to do... So there's a gray area right there. Well, it's, left. it's not even a gray. It's it's totally black, but right. it's it configures that any firearm that is a barrel length of more than 12 inches and less than 16, 26 inches overall length, and has a front grip, and is not a rifle and is not a pistol, is therefore considered other. So if you look at like the undersides of these things, they're marked... You know, other firearm, right? Or, and okay. then we also mark them here, other. Um, and that passed muster in Connecticut. So until like a couple of weeks ago, we were the only one, only game in town. And it was like we did 
ridiculous amount of guns to Connecticut. They were 60% of our domestic sales of firearms were pumping these into Connecticut. It's course, and now it's slowed down to a grinding halt because we flooded the market down there. Mm-hmm. And I think Stag is just starting to get into it now, but they're late to the table, so that's, they're not going to see the success we saw in it. Right. But it created this 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 new category, which we would would want to put a little more internet, a little more nationally, because basically it falls under the same thing as the Mossberg shockwave. Mm-hmm. It's that same ruling there. Uh, I never quite understood the forward grip part, but we've had legal look at it over and over, and it has to have the grip. It has to have it has that. to have the grip. Whereas a an because, AR pistol, you can't have right. one and, of those. And and prior to this, prior to me <laughs> knowing about this, I would call this an AOW all day long. You know, five dollar yeah. tax stamp. Pistol. I mean, just looking at it, people would think that that's an AR pistol or or a rifle. <laughs> you know, because of the, this well, part. you've got the brace on it, yeah. so yeah, I yeah. mean, we we would say it's a it's a pistol. It doesn't doesn't have the stock right. on it. So yeah, as long as it's a twelve inch barrel, that's the that's the. So we've actually now is that is that nationwide or is that just in any state that the Mossberg shockwave is legal? It's it's legal. Then you can have one of those. Yeah, and it's not a pistol it's it's another something else yeah, not a pistol not a rifle not an NFA and you can weapon. put a a ford grip on it yep can you put a butt stock or does it have to have no, a pistol grip it absolutely it, it cannot have a butt stock that's okay. why we use the brace the on brace it. so yeah. it has a, a brace on it yeah so you could use a shockwave an sba a tail hook like i said i like the tail hooks because they're extremely rigid however mm-hmm. our production line uses out of murfreesboro the tennessee yeah it's rally they, oh cool so is barrett that's a great. Yep, place. yeah, Barrett's right down the road. Uh, but you, in production, we're using the SBA because it, the SBA is a lot more lower profile than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like we put it out there; the customers wanted the SBA on there, right? So we ended up going that route. Plus, it's significantly less expensive. But the tail hook, Absolutely. as far as I'm concerned, is the best brace on the market. See, that's something that um, we need to talk more about: is this this area in between that and that because. Um, I'm well, just, I'm I'm just kind of learning about it. So I'm glad that he went through that, actually, because I've had several people. I'm actually going to try direct, to explain it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've had several inquiries, actually, in the recent weeks where people have asked me to do a video on that. And I'm just actually going to point them at the podcast. Be like, go, yeah. go, Get, go listen to this, because I've there's several times where I have just been unable to properly. Yeah. I think I'm just going to I'm going to take that sound bite, if you don't mind. Yeah. And I'll do like I'll post it like Instagram and stuff right. like that. So because. Yeah. Well, this a, is like a this is something big that's coming yeah, out now that it, people are it's, it's that like thing what where people are afraid to step up and like we had it analyzed. Uh, ATF has been into Connecticut on it. Uh, they've had several instances where they've looked at it and said, "Yeah, this is legit." And uh, as much as Connecticut doesn't like it because they banned everything, so they thought, unfortunately, it's it's in the law and they it's allowed. So. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, spirit versus intent of the law or yeah. letter of the law versus the spirit right. of the law type mm-hmm. of situations i i don't know how long this will stand in connecticut like i said that wouldn't be a, if i hadn't been in the market already i wouldn't be looking to get into it sure you know but we did everything we did gaus xm 177s with you know 12 inch barrels sent those down i mean we've done a lot of guns thousands of guns down there yeah actually tens of thousands mm-hmm. so. now are you guys still doing the the ak parts i know you were making yeah. some some handguards for the ak-47 yep. and were we you are. doing any other parts we no. we did uh, muzzle brakes flash suppressors and the front end of handguards we've got a new uh, side folding stock that we're doing on oh, our nice. sarpar mm-hmm. so we're doing a, a trunnion adapter to, to use that on the ak nice yeah okay so, so we uh, do this segment uh, since you and i talked last it's yeah. called the ak corner talking yeah. about ak corner it's a 12-part series that i put together do one once a month and we talk nothing but ak-47s yeah the history you know the different variations the accessories mm-hmm training you know anything everything that, that yeah. goes behind that so cool 
Yeah, so Troy, for you uh, AK heads out there, they've got uh, AK accessories, so yeah. check them out for that too. Yeah, M-lock long and short rail and a top rail that replaces the gas tube. Yeah, they're really it's, – it, is it the Alpha? Are you doing the Alpha? We don't – I don't – I think the Alpha got discontinued circle? for M-lock. Okay, so that. you're doing the M-lock yeah. version of those now? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so a long and a short. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. good. I like that. All right, guys, check them out. World of Troy all, all right. over the place. Tracy, thank you so much for taking the time to be on. Thanks for having me. Steve, yeah. Troy, yeah. as always, thank you so much. Now, have I hit you with the new guy questions? New guy? I don't know. So, first time guest on the show, I hit him with a series of questions called the new guy questions. Now, I thought I'd hit thank, you with Thank those. God it's not my first time. <laughs> or, or girl, yeah, new guy or All girl right. questions. Uh, so, how did you originally get involved with firearms? What's your first earliest recollection of going out and shooting a gun? With my dad. So, I grew up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. Cabin in northern Minnesota and grandparents' farm in Wisconsin. So, just shooting, you know, shotguns. And um, that was my first experience. And then fast forward 25 years, uh-huh. <laughs> and I meet this guy. And then you meet this guy. Yeah. Just look at And then you're shooting everything that you everything. could ever imagine. Yeah. Now, you, you took a course while you were out here. I did. did. a little, little, little run through with Q. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my daughter Tori and I did it. Yeah. How did you enjoy that? I loved it. Did you pick up some good tips and tricks? Very good. Yeah. Um, Doing some barricade shooting? Barricade shooting. Uh, under cars. Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's from Kyle Lamb. I don't take credit for that. That's there you go. Position. Yeah. No, I learned a lot. We had a great time. He's a great instructor. Very good. Now, we know you've got some uh, law enforcement mm-hmm. background. That's usually my next question. Do you have any military law enforcement mm-hmm. background? I do both. And what about yourself? No. Him. Yeah. <laughs> that's my experience. He's, yeah. he's your experience. <laughs> when it comes to pop culture... What's your go-to, like, comfort, whether it's a movie, uh, music, maybe a magazine or a book, something on a TV show? So we both are lovers of music. Um, I got that from your rifle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, We're both huge Depeche Mode fans. Sweet. Love Depeche Mode, yeah. So that's really one of our go-tos. It was our first concert we ever saw together. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Uh, Varied varied music uh, from... A lot of like foreign folk music to like Dead Can Dance, um, some rock. Like there's a band out in uh, California. I don't know if anybody knows called Zepparella, uh-huh. which uh, it's a female uh, all all female band that's doing Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah, they, I was gonna say they Led rock. Zeppelin. I, I want to see them, but they, their East Coast tour doesn't line up with us. But yeah, uh, so I get into that, and then uh, even EDM music for working out and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, but we both definitely share a, a love of music, and it's very similar. There's a band that I'm going to go see tonight when I get back to Nashville. They're mm-hmm. called the Goddamn Gallows. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're kind of like the heard of them, but. rockabilly, hard rock kind of mix. Let's check them out. Yeah. They're really good. They do the bumper for my uh, my outro. Okay. Who's the guys that do that song, Porch Honky? Great video. Anybody wants to look it up? Porch Honky. Por- Porch Honky. I like that. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your favorite movie? Favorite? That's a hard one. One you can just sit down and watch over and over again. Well, recently we watched American Gangster for the first time. Yeah. Hate to say that. Think about Denzel how. and what's his name, Russell Crowe? Yeah. Loved it. I had a, loved it. But um, Do you like know. those kind of thriller yes. type? Yeah, totally. Figure it out thing. before the end of the movie kind of thing? I mean, when I was younger, of course, it was things like Pretty in Pink. And That's what I'm getting at. Yes, and, there we go. Oh, and I watched them a million times. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Steve? I don't know that I have a favorite movie. I, I do. That's kind of been a default with my kids over the years as we go to the movies. So yeah, um, 
When they're really stupid. You kind of look like Batista. Has anybody ever told you that? No. The the guy who's in Guardian of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. What does he play? Uh, he's the Drax. The big guy. The big, oh. <laughs> the big guy. He, he was like a wrestler or he's MMA or yeah. something. He's your Hulk. <laughs> I do watch the, you know, the, all the Marvel movies with him. I, I like those. Uh, I like a lot of documentary stuff. Oh, you know, I love documentaries, yeah. yeah. I just, like those. We have a very eclectic taste, so yeah. we watch a little bit of everything. Music, That's the way I am. To a little bit of Varieties of spice of life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Art, both really into art. Yeah. Steve more than I, but anytime yeah. we travel, new country, there's got to be a museum in that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely a big fan of that, especially in Europe. There's have you been to Poland? I, I was, I was beautiful I mean, architecture. And so we're, it's interesting. We're, we're gonna, we have a distributor in Poland that's killing it for us. We're going to go visit them. Uh, we're also going to do something with CJ over there. So I'm excited because the last time I was there was 1991, and I was on the U.S. karate team, and we went there, and it was like unbelievable poverty, and it yeah. was really bad. And where we'd go into a store, and I wanted to bring home some jelly, so I'm reaching for it, and these little Polish ladies come over, grab it all off the shelf, and wait till we leave, and then put it back. They'd poke in. So I've heard it's a huge change. Oh I, yeah, it's you know I've got some Polish different. ancestry, you know, and I, I would I'm looking forward to the trip over. So we've we've got. Uh, We've got to be in, uh, it's all work, but we've got to be in Italy this coming month, France the following month, and we, uh, we're we going for, actually, we have a little bit of a part of uh, our French friends have given us a, a little tour, but we're staying for D-Day in Normandy. So oh, that Tracy, nice. Tracy and I are in France um, at least two times a year, and we've got our, one of our best friends, JC, he's our kind of our rep in France, and kind of our business there is largely because of him and his efforts. Yeah, uh, he's, We stay at his house, and we're going to go there and... That'd last, be a great time. Yeah, so we've got a good, great ties with France. Last summer, I brought my Boy Scout troop there, and uh, for their service project, we cleaned the graves at the American Cemetery. Where were and, you when I was in the Scouts? Yeah, <laughs> well, I try to keep it interesting. So it's uh, it's interesting. We have a lot in common. Uh, we met late in life, but it's just at the right time. But her son and my oldest son are within a month of getting their Eagle Scout, and my youngest son is about right six months out from his Eagle Scout. I'm an Eagle Scout, and I just... Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm big in the, yeah. <laughs> Me either. I'm just, well, they wouldn't let us do that as girls back now, then. Hey, now, hey, now. Now you can. Now, now you can. can. And we've, we're seeing girls come in Cubs, and it's awesome. But, you know, I've just that's my that's my go-to charity, the Young Marine Program and, mm-hmm. and Boy Scouts, but Boy mostly Scouts. Boy Scouts. And uh, so it's I eventually just going to be Scouts, I think. I know, hope, yeah, Scouting USA. It should have been a long scouts. time ago. Everywhere else in the world you go, France... It's a mi- Spain. It's a mix, right. and they've never had a problem. And we've had girls in scouting for over twenty years in mm-hmm. the adventure crew program. There's never been a problem. So yeah. people have kind of fought it, but I think it's it's logical. It makes sense, and it's going to give a higher program to youth. Absolutely, yeah, yeah I agree with mm-hmm. that. So what's the bucket list? What's your next gotta have, want to have? It's on your radar. You're like eyeing it, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get that. I want a couple's retreat in like Bali Look at or something. you go. That's what I want. <laughs> you just so getting just, ready to travel the world. Just now some you... sort of, uh, some kind of new age retreat or something just like out of our comfort zone to, to try out for the two of us. Yeah. And uh, Like but, a cleansing kind of Yeah, just, you know, eat right and, you know, learn things, you know, you know communication skills, that kind of thing would be awesome. Um, that's mine. What's yours? I'd have to agree with you. Yeah. That's He's getting thing. all mushy on there. I was yeah. talking like a new truck or, you know, something like that. Here he goes throwing out. The trucks are good. They're all like 20,000 <laughs> miles. We're good there. Yeah. yeah, we're not showy by any means. <laughs> yeah, any any gun I've ever wanted, you know, if I really wanted, I've got lots of them. And just make it. 
<laughs> yeah, or make it, you know, but no, I'm, I'm good there. Um, I want to see as much of the world as I can before yeah. I die. Mm-hmm. So, nice. so travel. Every, every corner, travel. And, and we, are, we are knocking that down. I mean, mm-hmm. we really are. We're seeing, seeing a lot. What we try to do is we, you know, we have to do the work thing. Mm-hmm. So we're traveling and doing that. But I try to add something on or pick an airline that's going to put us somewhere that we can spend a few days and see it. And sure. we've had a lot of success with that. And it's, it's relatively low spend with the Airbnb thing. And, right. and uh, we've had a great time of it. And Have you had any nightmares with the Airbnb? Because I've heard, you know, some people. We were in Florence, Italy. And, uh, you know, they, they played it up. You know, it's out Balboa Gardens, all that. And it was like a 300-year-old apartment building. It was okay. kind of rough. But it was okay. It was clean, you know. But it wasn't what we expected. Uh, but we traveled all through Europe over last summer and, yeah. and all Airbnb, Airbnb. Yeah, you know, forty euro a night and it was fantastic and eating at local restaurants and staying off the tourist grid as much as we could and right. I wanna live their lifestyle when I'm there. Yeah. Is that, you know? yeah. Right. Yeah, we don't like to That's what that's what I do is like where do the locals go? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do the I want, touristy yeah, stuff. We want the short menu that has like six items written in, on a chalkboard, not on something printed. <laughs> exactly. You know, and really yeah. try it and, and we've had good luck with that. Plus nice. our partners on the ground you know, we've got great relations with them, either be our distributors or the or the police or military units. And hey, where do we go? And they'll normally just take us. Yeah. And we've got some great because they know the place to go. Yeah, yeah. Just the the access that we've had has been unbelievable. You know, once Very you're cool. on the end, you're on the end. You know. Yeah. If you could spend the day at the range with anyone or a group of people, Maynard Keenan. Yeah. <laughs> Maynard Keenan, just like that. Yep. And, and you want to, hey, Maynard, if you listen to this show, they want to give you a, a rifle. So, yeah. or or a, something other than a rifle. Yeah. <laughs> he is an avid shooter. Whatever it's classified so. as nowadays. Yeah, we're we're in. Uh, yeah, we're in. You should invite him out here to this event. Yeah, he's he's in Arizona. He does shoot with uh, Recoil Magazine mm-hmm. um, and does stuff with them. But uh, he's he's a busy cat. He's got a lot going on. He's basically totally refaced Jerome, Arizona. So through the, his business ventures, vineyards. He's one of you know. He's a big employer there. He's big in the culture of the town. It's impressive what he's done. Very you know, nice. I've I've never I've I always listened to Tool. It's not been my top five, but you know, learn you know I learned about Pussifer. I've heard some of their songs in the backdrop, but until mm-hmm. I met Tracy, I didn't know. And and it's this guy's an artist, you know. And I got to respect that. Any artist and any type, you want to know how it is they became. I'm gonna great, look them you know? up when we get off. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard of them before. Yeah, but uh, so if it was a a fictional character that you could spend the day at the range with, who would you pick? Hmm. Mm. Or historical. Thor. Thor. Nice. Mm. Boy. That's a first. We haven't had Thor before. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, of course, Ronald Reagan would come to mind. That just, would be a good that one. That would be really cool to be able to, Absolutely. to do that. But I don't know. You know it's, uh, there's uh, a range day would be uh, good with a lot of people. It's just uh, to pick one person. Hmm. Yesterday we had a. a I, I tell you what, if I could go back in time, it would be my grandfather, just so he could see where perfect. I was. You know, because yeah. he he died before any of this ever happened, and to be able to show him, you know, where I got, yeah, would be cool. Have him shoot some of your your yeah. creations, or even my mom. That she would she would get a kick out of this. You know, yeah, yeah, good answers. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, we do that obviously to for our listeners to get to know you on a personal level, yeah. which helps them connect more with you know your company and your products so thank you yeah. for taking time to do that Appreciate i got one, I got one. Can, I chime, can i chime in sure. yeah yeah of so y- you're both and don't take this the wrong way physical specimens do you work out together yes hey stop okay. touching my leg uh, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was me <laughs> um, yes we do yeah so what do you guys what do you guys do do you guys do the, like the 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 
the run on the beach? Do you hit the gym together? The the weights? Like, do you do the home gym thing? You have a chain? How Cur- do you do it on the? How do you do it on the road? So Currently, much? it's a home gym thing when we can. We've been yep. traveling. I think we've been home three weeks this entire year. Yeah. So it makes it a lot harder. So we both, and I can speak for him as well. I'm sure we both are feeling out of shape right now yeah. because we have just been traveling nonstop. But in you. when yeah. we yeah when we're you know in our regular routine it's a home gym i do a lot of running and walking i like to be outside hiking any of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. him obviously the weights i'm i'm <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, cutting back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm i'm cutting back i'm trying to change down and uh you know i've got a great concierge doc uh, this tom o'connor guy is metabolic doc and he i went to him and he's like okay it's great you know as a state trooper i had to have this because yeah. i was by myself and i had to be able to get myself out of situations and it was handy and it worked well but now going into the long haul i'm trying i'm in that transition phase where i got to take down 40 pounds of mass you know and that's just i want to live a long time i want you know i want to be happy Absolutely. and healthy moving on so i want to live a long time yeah so my <laughs> thing is uh now it's mostly like a cardio uh, push-ups, pull-ups, and sit-ups. That's it, and that's what you know. I, my focus is is just if I can get down and knock out push-ups, do some pull-ups, get some sit-ups. Diet, and diet. She, I'm great. Tracy is a chef, and uh, she absolutely kills it for her on the on the really healthy. And I also have her as a reminder when we're out, and uh, you know, so I've been really careful. Accountability partner. Yeah, I don't want to be the naggy wife. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she. But she honey, that's good. probably not the best thing to have. Right. So would you rather eat this? Yeah. So we generally uh, make wise choices on what we eat, and uh, yeah. we come from a background of fitness, a lifetime background of fitness. So it's not a, it's not a stranger to me where I've oh shit I hit forty and I've got a heart problem. Well, it, you know, or it helps that yeah. you're both into it. You yeah. Know, so. Yeah. There's you don't really have a conflict there. Yeah. Great. We go work out together, but we don't work out together. Mm-hmm. We'll like we'll go to the gym mm-hmm. together and she'll do her own thing, I'll yeah. do my own thing. When we go to the gym it's about the same yeah. thing. We'll do some things together, some floor exercises or whatever, but Yeah, stretches know. and all that. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that and then we split up and mm-hmm. yeah. divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. But the point is you're going together, which is awesome. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Any other questions from the nope. peanut gallery? Nope. Oh, no? <laughs> <laughs> You're just sitting over there soaking it in, right? <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much. Make sure you go World of Troy. Check them out. Uh, yep. Instagram, Facebook. All, all that, and check out the what's the name of the pussifer? Let's say pussifications, pussifers. You should come shoot my pussifer later. There you go. I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. if we can get it before they close the range down. So Sounds we're good. talking about the gun, you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be back with more from the Big Three East here in Tiger Bay. Thank you. All right, so that was probably, in all the years that I've been doing it, I mean, we've probably done three or four interviews with uh, Steve Troy, and that was probably the best interview that I've ever had with Steve. Uh, it was very relaxed. I mean, you could tell he's got a whole new attitude on pretty much everything, and it's for the good. Really enjoyed that. Hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Hope you got a better idea of where Jeremiah and I were going with the uh, not a firearm, not a rifle, you know, kind of thing. I think it might be state specific also uh, because um, Steve was uh, specifically talking about Connecticut. So we're not attorneys. He had his attorneys check it. Um, he was basing all his data on the information that his attorneys deciphered for him. Take that information as you will. Check your local laws, federal laws, state laws, whatever. So, um, 
Big John. Send it. Big John, you're a new guy. New guy, new guy, new guy. Questions. So the first question is, how did you, or what is your earliest recollection of shooting a firearm? And it could be a, that could be a BB gun too. Yeah. My earliest recollection has to be when I was a little kid. Well, I would hope so. And a little tiny uh, 22 chipmunk, little single shot bolt action. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Although I'm in, I'm told by my father um, that I was shooting a 270 Winchester uh, at three years old. <laughs> you don't remember mm-hmm. that? No, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> he he would stand behind me, um, so I'd take that recoil. Yeah. Or so, so I won't. You're probably sitting in his lap, and yeah, taking that recoil. Yeah. So a 270 Winchester at three years old. That's that's pretty phenomenal. Now, do you have access to that 270 still? I do not. I do not. Oh damn, that's a shame. The uh, the 22 Chipmunk though, I still got that one. Oh okay. And my father, he bought that for me before I was even born. And then when I was born, he engraved my name and birth date on the barrel. That is awesome. And you still have that? I sure do. That's awesome. Yeah. So I know you you got a family. Now are you teaching your children to shoot? Ab- absolutely. Boy. Um they they call it the Ranger curse. Um <laughs> ra- Ranger qualified dudes not having sons as children. And uh I've been blessed with with two little girls. <laughs> you got a lot of estrogen in your house. Sure do. Sure do. Oh, um bless your heart. Yeah, oldest oldest daughter is 6, youngest is 4. And they each have their own uh, 22 crickets, similar, nice. you know, the, the modern day version of the chipmunk. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, just like my father, I engraved their names and birth dates on the barrels. Oh, look at you go, man. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, rule number one, no pink guns. So <laughs> 22, the 22 crickets, they got the black and purple laminated stocks on them. Okay. Now, have you ever thought about like Cerakoten? Cerakote's fine, just not pink. Yeah. You know, I, well, I mean, if that's what they want, I mean, a cool, I've seen some very cool pink, like, patterns of things that people have done. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, though. Mm-hmm. If cool. it was, like, pink components. Animals, animals can't see color. <laughs> they can't. Um, no, if it was just, like, pink components, you know, to give a little contrast, mm-hmm. that would be that would be acceptable. I wouldn't call that a pink gun. Um, I got a yeah, feeling your like, girls aren't into pink anyway, though. <laughs> I mean, you come into the come into the house, you see the purple and pink explosion. It's all over the place. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they get it everywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So uh, next question is, uh, and we've we've covered this. Your uh, military law enforcement background. Yep. Um, Eighteen years of service. Ten and a half years was active duty. Uh, spent a lot of time with the 10th Mountain Division as a light infantryman. Graduated Ranger School in 2006. Couple of deployments to Afghanistan. Um, Ranger instructor from 2007 to 2011, and then uh, National Guardsman ever since. What's the? All right, when I say this, I mean you got to you got to answer it quick. Okay, you ready? Yes, sir. I'm thinking how to word it. All right, first thing comes to mind: funniest deployment story. Funniest deployment story is a trip to 
a trip to Bagram Airfield in Afghanistan. I'd been out, out in the boonies for, I think, three months. And I uh, finally had my first opportunity to take a shower, hopefully a warm shower, in three months. <laughs> and uh, it you were was hoping it, for. <laughs> it was it was part of my vision that I was going to go to the PX, <laughs> pick up some, pick up a six pack of non-alcoholic Bitburger beer, and I was going to take my beer into the shower with a scrub brush and Dawn dish soap, <laughs> and I would I would drink my non-alcoholic beer. This is your vision. Mm-hmm. My vision. And I did it. And I did it. Um, but leaving the shower at night uh, with a couple of buddies, I was carrying my machine gun. I was carrying 240 at the time. And uh, there's some construction going on in Bagram Airfield. A nice big hole in the middle of the, the road or sidewalk, wherever I happened to be walking. Right. And uh, yeah, I stepped right into that sucker. And uh, the first words out of my mouth as soon as I hit the ground was, at least I didn't spill my beer. <laughs> Your non-alcoholic beer? Yeah, my non-alcoholic beer. Because they don't sell alcoholic beer out there, do they? No, no. That doesn't mean you can't get it. They just don't sell it. <laughs> Very cool. So when it comes to pop culture, what is your go-to, whether it's a movie, TV show, a magazine, comic book, song, music, whatever it may be, that's gun-related? Ooh, gun-related pop culture. Yeah. The first thing that came to my head was John Wick, but that seems there to be There you easy. go. No, I mean, that's it. First thing comes to your head, boom. Yeah. That's what these questions are designed to be. So John Wick 1 and 2? Absolutely. Like they them equally? Great job. Yeah. I think maybe number one a little bit more. Um, I really enjoyed yeah. number two also. Yeah, both are great. Yeah, I thought they were number- very, they both were very well done. Mm-hmm. I think they just released the trailer for number, number three, three. Not too long ago. Yeah, they did. I'm I'm excited about that. I hope yeah. they come through with that. Um, what about um, TV shows? Gun related. Doesn't TV doesn't have shows. to be gun related. What I mean, it's like and movies too. What's like your favorite movie? What's one that you can just sit down and watch over and over and over and over and over again? Oh, favorite movie? Yeah, Commando. Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Elisa Milano. Uh, yes, I remember that. And she wore yeah. the yoga pants. Yeah, yeah, grew up on that movie. And she was, that and age. I still still watch it to this day. <laughs> I do too. I love that movie. I love I love all Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. So, is there a firearm or maybe a piece of kit that you own? that maybe you're not so apt to let people know about. Maybe you're ashamed of, of it. Ooh. Have owned or do own? I, I own one, um, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you what it is. I'm not really so bashful about telling people I own it, though. Yeah? Um, I'm, I'm very prideful of my high-point carbine. Okay. You're a little I, hesitant, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely part of the high-point cult. Nice. Pretty good. And is that like an original high point? It's one of the earlier ones, yeah. Is that your first firearm that you ever owned? Oh, no. Okay. No. So how old were you when you, and what's your experience with firearms when you, you consciously decided to, I don't know, purchase or obtain mm-hmm. a, a high point? <laughs> I know. So I purchased my high point carbine. Oh, you got the carbine. Yeah, That's the a carbine. different story. Yep, I got the Their carbine. carbines are awesome. Love their carbines. Yes. And... Charlie, he, Charlie, I love your carbines. The, the vision that I had when I purchased it is that it's only 270 bucks. Right. 
it works. I'm going to buy this sucker. Great. I'm going to buy this sucker. I'm going to enter a USPSA match in the PCC division, and I'm going to smoke dudes shooting $2,000 JPs. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> it hadn't happened yet, <laughs> but, Still but it's going it. to. Still it's going it. to. Awesome. Awesome. No, I, I really, and they were out at Big Three as well. Um, and they had their, uh, their, they had the 45 out there? I believe they did. Yes. I yes, think they, they had, yeah, they got the 45, they got a 10 millimeter, and they got a 9 millimeter. Do they have a 40 also? That's a good question. I think they do. I think they have a 40 also. Yeah. yeah I think they do. So I think they're probably one of the only companies, as far as the pistol caliber carbines go, that have that variety of, of carbines out there available. Um, and, um, and I don't mean their- anything bad about, but you know, when people think high point, they're thinking of the pistols and they don't think of their carbines, but they have really nice carbines. They do a really good job on their carbines. Yep. They're all shipping with threaded muzzles. Now all their carbines. That's right. Yep. So I got to trade mine in and get a new one with the mus- threaded muzzle. You know, you can, you can thread that anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a thing. That, that's a thing. You can do that's that. That's a thing. Yeah. Or you just get a new one. Either way. Because they're so inexpensive. Mm-hmm. So, But I love my uh, Keltec. Keltec uh, Sub 2000. Love it. Gen 2. Sponsors of the show. But here's the thing about our sponsors, uh, Big John, is uh, I don't have any sponsors on the show that I don't use or haven't used their products for quite a while. And I fully believe in them. So there's my, my testimony on that. Next question. Mm-hmm. What is your next gotta have, wanna have bucket list, either firearm or piece of kit? At the moment, I'm kind of lusting over the Maxim Defense PDX. Yeah. The seven the seven six two or the well, five five six? Little five and a half inch barrel Which seven point six two. You like you like seven six two? Yeah. I would do seven six two. I would too. That thing is badass. And we yeah. got the opportunity to shoot that when we were at Big Three East. They were set up there, and they had a full auto seven six two. Yeah, they put the PDX upper on a full auto lower, and we had a blast. <laughs> no pun intended. Literally and figuratively. Yeah, it was a good time, and I posted some pictures of that, so you guys can go to uh, Instagram, Facebook, and you can see the pictures. Did you post some pictures too? I got some pictures up there. Tell everybody where your uh, okay. your social meets, where they can uh, follow you. So Instagram, uh, Jeremiah McCarthy two eight seven at at Jeremiah McCarthy two eight seven. It's biblical spelling, J E R E M I A H and McCarthy. You can't mess that up. M C C A R T H Y. Just to be safe. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So yeah, that. Um, that was probably one of my most favorite things at uh, at the Big Three East. Really enjoyed that. So next question is, laws be damned, money be damned, other people's opinions be damned. What would you own? What would you have? Ooh, that's a loaded question. It is. Pun money intended. no object. Money no object. Laws no object. Ooh, snap. I'm thinking my deuce. <laughs> So you keep it on the ground, mm-hmm. keeping it, it on either, the ground. It'd be at you know mounted on a tripod at the top of the steps, you know, yeah. oriented on the front door uh, until. until no, I'm I thinking got, you'd yeah. have the vehicle itself with all that mounted on it. Yeah, and that would come also. <laughs> yeah, I mean, laws be down, money be down. Why not? Mm-hmm. Right with an old with an old uh, 
Jeep, you know, in the in the pencil mount for sure. Sweet. Are you a what's your favorite era? Um World War One, World War Two, fifties, sixties, modern day? Which one's yeah, your favorite? World War Two guy. Okay. Why yeah, World War Two? It's mostly attributed to uh I believe my grandfather. He was in, in the eighty second airborne division and uh, he had the grandkids growing up, you know, airborne yeah. all the way. Right, which explains mm-hmm. <laughs> explains you. <laughs> yeah. So the the scale and the scope of the war, that's what interests me. You know, I don't just like um I, I like Greatest Generation about, ever. Yeah. I enjoy reading about specific units, you know, and what they were doing at a specific time and all of those stories that come with it. Right. Are you a coffee drinker? I'm a coffee drinker. So if Starbucks were to name a drink after you, what would it be called? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very much anti-Starbucks. I don't know what that Right, is. which is perfect for this question. Yeah, My wife works for Black Rifle Coffee, by the way. Oh, does she? She does. Oh, damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I just told you that I was getting ready to go down there and meet one of the founders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sweet. So uh, let me rephrase that. Let's rephrase that. If you were walking to, and I, I wish they would get them going, a Black Rifle Coffee house, do they have them? I don't think they have them, do they? Mm-hmm. Do they have like brick and mortar Black Rifle Coffee shops? I don't think they, they, they got some place. They got some places that will distribute it, but not actual Black Rifle Coffee proper yeah. coffee houses. I, th- I think franchises might be something in the future, maybe. Okay. okay. Well, we'll get to the bottom of that when we go to Utah. So, <laughs> Have you been to Starbucks before? I have. Okay. So let's stick with Starbucks right now because it's funnier that way. <laughs> it is. <laughs> what would they name a coffee after you? Mm-hmm. What would it be could we call? Could we call it the Big John? We can. Is that an option? Yeah, you get a cup, get a cup of Big John. Yeah, instead of a like, so they've got like the the grandes, the how do they name of their sizes? I don't know. They got ridiculous names for the sizes of their drinks. Yeah, but if you order a Big John, it's twice the size of all the other sizes. Yeah. So so that's what it is. And it's you a get giant cre- cup of coffee, and you get cream on top. <laughs> <laughs> right. You gotta do yeah. you gotta do a little twist. <laughs> Yeah, put some cream on top. <laughs> the big, the big John McCarthy. You get the. Uh, it's a double grande with cream on top. <laughs> Perfect. I love that. All right. So, if you could spend the day at the range with anyone or any group of people, whether they're dead, alive, fictional, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. who would it be? Mm-hmm. This is an easy question. It's um, easy? Okay. I think of my dad and I think of my brother. That's and, awesome. um, Why your brother? I mean, my brother and I are best friends. Why your and, dad? Um, say again? And, say, and why your dad? Mm-hmm. I would say he's the smartest man I know. Okay. So your dad's um, still alive. Yeah. So I write about guns, you know, in my spare time. I've always been interested in them. Um, but even now, you know, when I'm writing or if I'm thinking about something, if I have a question, mm-hmm. I've got plenty of people in the gun industry that I can call to, you know, to seek their opinion. But I call my dad first nice. every single time. That's awesome. That's a good yeah. answer, man. All right. So I'm going to, 
I'm going to expound upon it. So if if it were a fictional or maybe somebody you could bring back from the dead, who would you add to that group? John Wayne. The Duke. I like the Duke. Yeah. What was his name? Merriam? <laughs> <laughs> his real name is Merriam? I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. The Duke. The Duke. Who else? I don't know. I don't know how good of a shot he really is, but yeah, I don't care. I don't I'll think t- he's very, very good, but anyway. <laughs> Movies made him good. Yeah. If I ever had a son, he was going to be named John Wayne McCarthy. John Wick McCarthy? No, John Wayne McCarthy. Oh, John Wayne McCarthy. Nice. I like yeah. that. Is that your final answer? <laughs> is that everybody? Yes, sir. Is that everybody on your range? Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's that's the end of those mm-hmm. questions. All right, guys. So you got to know Big John a little bit better, and uh, we had a good time with that. So thank you for being so open with us, Big John. That was awesome. Thank you for having me, sir. Uh, once again, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you, how they can follow you on social media, on your uh, uh, your blog pages, your magazine pages. Yep. Um, it's on the social media side, Instagram, at Jeremiah McCarthy 287 that's at J-E-R-E-M-I-A-H-M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y, 287. And uh, as far as articles and whatnot, uh, most of my stuff is in print. And you can find my articles in Guns Magazine and American Handgunner Annuals. Big Boar, Concealed Carry, Survive. Very cool. So make sure you guys go follow Big John. Let him know that you're a leadhead. Shoot him a little message. Like his post and uh, just show him the Lead Head Brigade love because he is now part of the Lead Head Brigade. So, um, which was it? Mm. Which post did you want me to look at? No, I just want you. I'm don't look at anything yet. Okay, it's going to be a random thing. <clears throat> so, as you guys know, we're always giving away awesome stuff here on the show, and uh, we gave away a big swag pack to. One of our leadheads last episode. We're going to go through and do the same thing this episode at complete randomness. I think we went to Instagram last time. Let's go to Facebook this time. I'm going to have our guest, Big John, go to Facebook. Go to Talking Lead's Facebook page. And I just want you to just, just randomly just start scrolling through our posts there. And I'm going to tell you to stop and then stop. Okay. Okay. So which post is it? I'm looking at uh, April 7th, April 7th post. Okay. I have no idea what that is, but <laughs> what did what did I post on April the 7th? Yep. Uh, with your expedition from your most recent trip with Rob Pincus and Holosyn Optics. Okay. Is it the video? Yes. Okay. So is it the giveaway video or is it? It's the giveaway video. Okay. So go through on the comments section. I don't know how many comments we have there, but. Go through the comment section and then pick your favorite comment, and that is going to be the winner of this episode's Talking Lead swag package. Because I told you guys, I've got a crap ton of swag that I need to give away that we've accumulated over the past year. I mean, it's only been four months into the year. We've got all kinds of stuff I need to give away. So who's it going to be? I see Bill Adams with his Like a Boss gift. (laughs) <laughs> with with uh, Zoolander I love that yeah. one Yeah, That's awesome Okay Bill You win a swag package I'm going to go into the Talking Lead swag vault And I'll pull you some nice items out Shoot me an email TalkingLead at gmail.com 
with all your uh, contact information, mailing address, sizes, that kind of stuff, and uh, I'll pull some cool things for you, buddy. So that's how that's how we do it here, man. I mean, it's just random. You guys are engaging us on social media. You're liking our post. You're sharing our post. We go through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I started a Twitch account. I haven't really done anything on it yet. Are you familiar with Twitch? No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not either. So I haven't really done anything on Twitch. So you guys don't worry about that yet. But once I do, I'll let you guys know. Uh, but that's how we do it, man. We just kind of randomly go through and 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 pick stuff like that. 300th episode coming up. Make sure you guys keep engaging, keep liking, keep sharing our stuff. Let your mother, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncles, everybody you know, tell them about the podcast. Let them subscribe. Leave us feedback on iTunes. Really need that feedback on iTunes. There's a place where you can go and leave comments or suggestions. or I don't know what it's called. on. Do you know what it's called on iTunes? No. You can go and leave comments or whatever. Uh, next episode, I'm going to go to iTunes. I'm telling you right now where I'm going. I'm going to iTunes. I'm going to pick a winner, and it's going to be a substantial uh, swag pack. So go there now if you haven't done it already, and I'm going to pick a winner there next episode and that's going to be episode 295 five away from our 300th episode big john thank you so much for taking the time to be on the talking lead podcast thank you for inviting me marty really appreciate it i'm really glad you and i met i think uh i think we're gonna have a good friendship i think we're gonna have john on a lot more we 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 definitely bonded a couple of weeks ago (laughs) we did we had a good time good time down in tiger bay baby and uh, we got to get our buddy, uh, police, is it 10-8 talk? Yeah, police 10-8 talk. If you guys have not uh, hooked in with police 10-8 talk, he's on YouTube. Great guy, former LE, uh, is putting out some good video, good content. Go check him out. Let him know that you're leadhead. And uh, we're going to get him on an episode coming up too. He's, uh, he's a good guy, fun guy. You guys are going to enjoy that. And for us to bring you this content, you guys need to go show love to our sponsors. Every one of them. Friends of the show, sponsors, guests, let them know you heard them on the Talking Lead podcast. The official optics of Talking Lead, RightOnOptics, R-I-T-O-N.com. RightOnOptics.com. Going to be down in Utah. They're going to be there with their optics. Modern Spartan Systems is going to be there for all your gun cleaning, lubrication needs. They even make a product for your your engine, Big John. It's called TVT Engine Oil Additive. I put it in all my engines. I'm not going to say just vehicles because I put it in my lawnmowers. I put it in my weed eaters. put it in everything. TVT Engine Oil Additive. Extends the life, makes them run better. The performance, awesome shit. I'm going to check that out. ModernSpartanSystems.com. X-Steel Targets. They're going to be there also, Utah. Uh, hopefully Bud's going to make that trip. He's trying his best to get out there. But you guys are slamming him with orders, which is good. Don't forget about that special they got going right now, 20 for, 25% off everything. Uh, and then if you go to uh, and leave a positive review on their Facebook page, they're going to send you a coupon for 35% off. That's xsteeltargets.com. Bud. Exteal Targets, you know, they just walked into Big Three East, became the new official sponsor. 
of their steel targets down there as well. Uh, good times, good targets, anything you need. And if you don't see something you need there or what you're needing, they can custom make AR-500 steel targets for you. They're doing trophies too. They do a lot of these uh, big-time competition shooting trophies. Their trophies are amazing that they're doing. They can do phenomenal stuff. They've got their own laser cutters there. Uh, he's getting into Cerakoting also. So uh, they're just ever-increasing uh, their capabilities over there at X-Steel Targets. XSteelTargets.com. Our good buddies over at Keltec Weapons. Good buddy Chad. Um, we're going to get Chad on soon. Haven't had him on in a while. I think he's uh, almost 100% recovered from his motorcycle accident. And uh, we're going to get an update on Chad from Keltec Weapons. Make sure you go show them some love. Not only do they have their firearms... You know, they've got pistols, they've got rifles, they've got shotguns. They've even got knives, and they've got flashlights over at Caltech. I'll show you this one right here. You see that, Big John? I'm showing Big John one of their one of their flashlights here. Yeah. Very, very, I don't know what the looms is on this thing. I've had it for over two years now. Changed the battery in it once, but extremely bright. Ergonomically pleasing. They've got a clip, fits right in your pocket. Um, all kinds of cool stuff. And we're working on getting a discount code for them, but we don't have one set up yet. Uh, Keltechweapons.com. Check them out. Show them some love. Let them know you're a lead head. Uh, Warren Scope Mounts. Appreciate them for uh, setting us up on a lot of our ride-on optics. For all your scope mount needs, check them out. Warren Scope Mount. And, of course, our uh, AK Corner. Talking about AK Corner, every month we do a uh, AK Corner. We're working on Part 10 coming up this month. And we're giving away a PPS 43, and uh, you don't want to miss out on that. So make sure that you're being engaging, you're sharing, you're liking, you are engaging with the other leadheads uh, with their comments, and you could be the lucky leadhead. Number 10 coming up, AK Corner. We've got two more of those to give away, and a big announcement on this next episode. So man, that's it's been a long show, Big John. Uh, I hope been, I've, perform, I've performed good enough. <laughs> You've done well, man. This has been like one of my funnest shows I've done in a long time. So I appreciate you taking the time to be on. Uh, I foresee us doing more in the future as long as you're up for it. I would be okay with that. And uh, Now that you got the kind of format of it. and It was good. It, it was fun. I enjoyed it. A little nerve-wracking, but that was all self-induced. Well, that's uh, probably me. <laughs> I've probably got a lot to do with that. Um, but always, guys, we're here to legicate the uneducated, the Talking Lead podcast. Make sure you spread the word, let everybody know. And uh, Big John, thank you again so much. One more time, give everybody where they can get in touch with you. Instagram, at Jeremiah McCarthy 287 What if they have specific questions for you on one of your articles? Ooh, um, send me an email. Yeah, send, send me an email. We'll do team.big.john287 at gmail.com. It's a long one. It's a bit lengthy. But you can pause and rewind and you can get it. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> That's the great thing about podcasting. And, and let, him ha- let him know how much you appreciate him being on this episode, how much you enjoyed uh, his contribution. Uh, we're here for you, your comments, your questions, your suggestions. Keep those jack wagons coming and keep those opposite 
jack wagons coming. We want to know a new name for that. Don't forget that also. But until then, as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. And Rangers lead the way.